We're back with another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. I almost said Ask Katie Anything again. It's really messing with my brains. This is the end. Of the world as we know it. This is the end. Is this the first episode of the year or the last episode of our first year? This is the last episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. Oh, of the first year. Wow. Yeah, episode 52. 52. One a week. It's a 52 point plan. Mm -hmm. We're going to put out an episode once a week. For 52 weeks. We're going to come back. The end of 52 weeks, back in business, baby. Yeah, we're going to (laughs) reevaluate. Wow, here we are. We made it. Thank you for listening uh, all this year during quarantine. And thank you for your nice uh, opinions and reviews. Yeah, thank you. That was, it made our day. We read a very nice one the other day. Somebody said that they really liked us, Sean. I don't have it in front of me. We're we're friendly and damn it, people like us. Yeah, uh, (laughs) that was an Apple review. It was. Um, So that's cool to see. It's kind of fun when those roll in. So here we are, episode 52. We've done 52 episodes uh, throughout the year, one a week. We didn't miss a week. Some of them were hits, some are misses. Um, You've told us which ones you thought were misses. Basically, one through 51. We're hoping 52 is a Fingers crossed. Oh, I'm trying so hard. Yeah, but we appreciate everyone listening. And it's been quite the eye-opener, realizing that people tune in all around the world. Of course they do. Our Um, community is amazing. I just had a, a live stream on Patreon, and... They brightened my day. I've been having a shit day, you know? Yep. Sometimes it happens. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Can't have, you know, can't be batting a thousand all Mm -hmm, the time. mm -hmm. Sometimes you just got to take a nap in the dugout. Okay. (laughs) So you had uh, Mm -hmm. some uplifting moments earlier today? Yeah. It was just nice to connect with people. Mm -hmm. Being here with just us, no offense, I love you very much, but just us, it's like we're slowly going crazy. It's almost been a year. Some may say, uh, and some being... uh, the person uh, uh-huh. that I'm a vortex of negativity. Sometimes you, I like to spiral you into sometimes the, do that into the uh, I sometimes have to so. pull you out by your tail. It's okay. You pulled me out by my tail the other day. Mm-hmm. And uh, here we are back. I've got a smile on. I got a smile on. And uh, <laughs> it sounds like that's something you wear instead of like something that happens to your face. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's all. That's so it. that's what we got for you folks. Uh, Super we're just exciting. Ha- happy that you're here. We're happy to be here. Still breathing mm-hmm. um, and uh, ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. That doesn't sound exciting at all. That's my excitement. Ooh. Ooh. It's more sound, that sounds like womp, womp, womp. How was your week, Katie? Why don't you catch um, me up? I, I wasn't really, I wasn't around that much, so you can catch me up on what was going on. He was with me 24-7, you guys, 24-7. Um, this week was actually fine. Although we thought it was going to pour rain. Like every day it was like 100% chance, 100% chance, 100%. And we've had zero, 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 zero. Fun fact, and I didn't know this, the weathermen, weather women, weather, weather people. people, the weather peeps, <laughs> the weather talkers on the news weather are talkers. That's what I call them, weather actors talkers. for the most part. They're not always meteorologists. In Los Angeles in particular. Typically, if they have a name like Dusty Mountains <laughs> or Dallas Rains. I was or, just going to say Dallas Rains is my favorite. Uh, they Stormy winters. Okay. You can usually tell who's a meteorologist and who's an mm-hmm. actor, and this is not a disparaging comment, but sometimes they seem like used car salespeople. Well, I feel like they just show up because I have been on the news. On the news. Surprising. Um, but the the weather person across, is always across the way. So if everybody doesn't know, they like, turn the cameras pretty much around 360 and there's a the weather person. We have a weatherman standing right on the other side of this camera. Stormy 
stormy beaches over there just hanging out. Uh, there looks to be some rain developing here. Anyone can do this job, by the way. It just but, takes an actor to really dress it up because California is always sunny. So you have to have somebody be animated. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say is that I know it seems to me that the ones that I've seen are just actors and actresses and they're reading their script before they go up and then they just read from the teleprompter and when they look at that like map they're just looking at the teleprompter that's over there and then when they turn the other way there's a teleprompter over there movie magic and not that you can't be a meteorologist and read a teleprompter but i get the feeling that these people like go to you know they're always they do this on this is their day job and then they're also trying out for roles in films hmm, could be and probably it's not mutually exclusive to be that a meteorologist. That's a hard word for you. I know. That's a hard word for me, Alexis. <laughs> uh, you don't have to be just a meteorologist mm -hmm. or just a communicator, uh, someone yeah. who went through communication school, I guess, <laughs> to be a yeah. uh, weather. Is there a weather person school? Perhaps I should look it up. I would. Uh, well, Cumulus, Nimbus. A stratus. Stratus. No, I don't. I, I don't think it's called weather person school, mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure you you get your you know masters or your undergrad in meteorology or where did you go to school weatherman you <laughs> don't take any of their advice no but um but yeah I'd assume they go to some kind of like you know I don't know what the masters would necessarily be in or their degree but I'd assume meteorology meteorology for sure yeah 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 you would think that they'd be looking at meteors based on the pronunciation yeah, you of know? it but. Uh, Meteor. The English language likes to really fuck you up. Yeah. Meteor. Confuse you. Yeah. So confusing. There you go. Yeah. So that's, I don't know. So this week has been fine. Yes. Thought it was going to rain. Was super stoked about that because we don't get rain. And I love the sound of rain. But then no rain. And I was also just, I think it's, it might be why I felt like shit today. Is that I've just been like tired this week. And remember I was like, I'm just going to take it easy because I don't want to get sick. I don't think I have COVID, by the way, but I just, I, I got really stressed out last week and then I think I got pulled into this and so I just have to wait and then I'll be better. Okay. Sometimes you just got to wait. Just got to ride it out, man. But yeah, so that's all. And here we are. It's you Thursday. You know, I made chicken soup this week. They I've did. They made delicious of... chicken soup. Mm -hmm. It's very good. Sean I have some Eastern European uh, theories about how to make sure that someone's healthy. It starts with copious amounts of garlic then maybe 10 pounds of onions. Uh, Good I, thing we got that accidental delivery from Costco. I reduce the onions into a <laughs> onion liquid. Mm. Uh, I infuse it with garlic paste. Mm. Then I gather as many herbs as I can. So right now we have thyme, yeah. rosemary, and I cook all that down into this juice. Yeah. You've, you've then named I add the some chicken things stock. that I don't know if they really exist. You reduce the onions down into an onion juice. Oh, you mean caramelized onions? No, just, you know, you just keep reducing it. You add Oju water. is not onion juice. You make an onion and stock. And then garlic paste? Yeah, I make a, I roast the garlic. I make a paste. You guys. Mm -hmm. I blend it all together. When you fall asleep, I rub it on your forehead. <laughs> I put <laughs> some in your slippers. That explains the pimples. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it makes you feel better. It doesn't. Fernando's Hideaway on Saturday Night Live. Do you, do you know this character? No, I do not. Billy Crystal uh, used to play this character, and he would... He was a lounge guy. Mm -hmm. I forget the premise, but he was always holding court in a booth mm -hmm. inside of a loungy restaurant, you know, okay. like typical Los Angeles or New York or whatever. Hey, you look marvelous. He'd always say, you look marvelous, but okay. he had this accent. Like a marble mouth. Fernando's Hideaway. <laughs> oh, baby, you look marvelous. And he, he was fond of saying, 
it's better to look good than to feel good. You know what I'm saying, baby? <laughs> you, like, oh, that's where you've gotten that saying? It's better to look good than to feel good. Which is not true. Well, if you live in California, most people are walking around looking good, feeling like shit. Seems to be working for them real well. I don't think that's true. Again, false. False facts. Fake news, Sean. Fake all right, news. All right, all right. Um, There's but, a great line from okay. Soundgarden, the band. Yes. And Chris Cornell was awesome. Whatever happened I, to them? Mm-hmm. Well, he... he uh, passed away just the last couple of years passed away mama mia yeah uh but he has that line that says i'm looking california but feeling minnesota oh yeah so yeah, i'm looking yeah. hot but feeling mm-hmm. cold yeah i mean that's pretty pretty good that's advanced lyrical skills see people it's have got those the skills they got the, the skills man um i also still love tiktok mm. new news alert it's so much better. I don't know if anybody else feels this way. I would love to under, to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you. I don't really like Instagram as much anymore. And it's been fading. My excitement has been fading from it for a long time because it's I just it's not real and it's not funny and it's kind of stupid. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> when they jump the shark for... I don't and think, I think that Instagram has anything has. to do with it. You just like to use that term. I do. <laughs> I think it's more like the the perfectly curated photo and the the that got old and people are like i don't really like that and so then they're like oh you got to be more real on the platform we can't tell people to be more real because then it's kind of fake and it's just stupid like i want to see buttocks you know on instagram but i want to see buttocks with a pimple no no, i don't want any of that i don't want to see any of those things but then you want more real life or more relatable or something and all instagram i don't know just it just never it's too glossy and yeah. it's too commercialized. So yes. sale, magic- sale, sale, buy, buy, buy. Yep. Everything is like tagged where you, sometimes when I'm just trying to double tap something, it's like taking me to this purchase page and I'm like, fuck, I don't want this. Jesus Christ, get me out. Well, we have a ton of letters. As per usual, we have a we, ton of letters. Yes. And I think it's great. Celebrity encounters. We're, well, we're, <laughs> we're yeah, we're talking, we, last week we figured out, hey, what if we kind of steer the conversation uh, in a certain direction, which I think makes sense to to do that right like when we're doing letters i just think theme i think letters are just fun and i think having themes makes it even more fun because then we all get to hear about people's celebrity encounters who doesn't want to hear about that i think that's amazing and um i have a lot of them to share good bad and whatever your own or my uh, own all right all right i also have some that my friends have shared that are funny and off color and amazing all at the same time are you texting while we do this how dare you no i was uh, looking for something um, but it's cool because so last week we were talking about celebrity encounters and then we asked people to send in letters. Some came in as celebrity encounters. Some yep. came in as other topics. That's fine. Happy to read all of them. And going back to the fact this is episode 52 yeah. and we built a community. I just think it's wonderful to have people writing in. You write in, we read your letter, we jump in and out of funny topics and that's kind of how it rolls. Yeah. Yes. All yes, right. Yes. So along those lines, we have letters and want to get into them. We have vowels. Oh, lots some of numbers like the letter Z. We went to the eye doctor this week because you guys should all get your regular checkups. Even though we're in a pandemic, do not neglect your health, especially now. We went to see our eye doctor who we love and he knows Sean's Canadian. And so when he asked him to read out the certain letters and Sean, will, he's like, do you see that Z up there? <laughs> and everyone laughs. We laugh. Except for me, I cry because I'm being made to feel, you know. What different? Yeah. One of these kids is, is talking hard to his be own different? way. Can you tell it? <laughs> I'm so sorry Which about that, Sean. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, All right. Dr. Dickie and I have a good time. It's funny. Yeah. Okay. So 
let's get into the letters. Pitter patter, let's get at her. Okay. Oh, my nose really tickles. I got pod nose. It says, hi, Katie and Sean. Thank you once again for a fabulous episode. You're very welcome. Loved it. You two are awesome. Thanks. Congratulations on your one year anniversary of the podcast. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you. We will. We, pl- oh, we plan to. It's hopefully still good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So excited you talked about music concerts this week and some of your celebrity meetings. I have quite a few. When I was a teenager, I was offered a summer job very close to my house. I grew up in Boston and there used to be an outdoor concert on the Boston Common. Ooh. Oh, that sounds so lovely. Yeah. I miss stuff like that. I had the absolute privilege to work there throughout my teenage years. I got to meet. That's some, awesome. Uh huh. How, how cool would that be? Mm. That reminds me of the people at Pepperdine. So sharing the, you know, third eye blind and dashboard confessionals came to Pepperdine. One of uh, some of my friends got to work with them to like procure the food and set up their place and all the stuff. And I was like, so cool. Nothing like giving Steve Jenkins some hot dogs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, they are very specific, by the way. People's writers are crazy. Oh, ridiculous. Mariah Carey. Only green M&M's. No, it was all white. Everything white. No, her M&M's, just green. Oh, I thought she was all... Or maybe it's I J-Lo. think everything else everything is, white. is white. I don't know. I don't know. You guys, it's real... And a rider is something that if you don't know when you... So let's say you're an entertainer. It's not even just a celebrity. Going, it's any kind of entertainment. Or anything. If, you, if you're being asked to speak somewhere, mm-hmm. um, if you're being asked as a guest to appear somewhere, typically they'll say, hey, what do you want to eat? Or... Do you have any special requests? Yeah, or they won't even ask, and your team, your PR person or your manager will send your rider. Katie does best if she has a ham sandwich and a Diet Coke. That's not true at all. No, but these are... That would be what it is. That would be a rider. However, some people are notorious, Mm -hmm. and you can find out, you can Google... Uh, celebrity name plus rider, rider. and you'll see is how it r-i-d-e-r pro- yeah mm-hmm. i think that is i don't think it's r-y that's i don't think so either but i don't know i don't know what it stands for really or what oh it- no that's a rough rider's role that's right stop drop drop anyway let's not we don't rap very well um but the funny thing is is our friend jules she used to be a flight attendant for private jets and she would get these riders, essentially. We can't say the celebrities' names, but... No, but some people You are. know who these people are. They, you know, oh, oh, you guys. Sending her all over L.A. to pick up some fucking wrap with chicken from this one However, place. However... And then a coffee from that place. Sweet mama jamma. One day had to do a display of, you know, cheese or vegetables or whatever on a platter. She didn't have a platter, guys. Oh, so oh, she came yeah. down here and she's like, "Hey, I have a flight tomorrow with so and so. I can't was. say because it rhymes with no. I won't say. You can't say. Snoop Dogg. It was he awesome. Used, he ate cheese off of our platter. Yeah, uh, I think there was even a photo on Instagram. Maybe I'm making that up. Probably I'm making. I think that you're up. making that up. But in my mind, there's a photo on Instagram somewhere with our platter yeah. and Snoop Dogg and having all, carrots. By the and way, hummus. just so you know, he's very nice and had a very small thing, number of things. I think he wanted well, cheese. He's very nice and had a very small thing. You heard it here for No, his months. rider was small, like easy. Yeah. It was like cheese meats. I think he wanted like a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Super mellow guy. And she's flown around with him a couple of times mm-hmm. and she said he's just super Lovely. nice. Lovely. However, there are juxtapose some that with, you know, nightmares. People who not who will not be named. Yeah. But jerks. Out there. Such jerks. I think fame corrupts people mm, and they let it yeah because these people who uh, have been out there on these plane rides 
I always thought they were lovely, you know, when you see them and that's fine. Like, of course you can put on a different persona on film or in a commercial or whatever, but you do hear, Oh no, that person's so nice. Like in the news. And then you hear other stories about how they treat people who aren't in their celebrity sphere. Yeah. Like, because a lot can be told, I don't know if you guys agree with this, but I think a lot is told by how you treat the people who help you. Meaning like the housekeeper or your assistant or, or the person at the drive through yeah or, or the, the person who parks your car at the valet or the, the waitress or mm-hmm. whatever right the, but the way you treat those people who have essentially have nothing to offer you other than just service they're right. service people right and they have to they're like mm-hmm. captive for the next two hours mm-hmm. this person's going to serve that, me food so i'm going to treat them like garbage that tells you a lot i'm going to show everyone at the table that i'm a big man i'm going to belittle my waiter yeah i've had that happen a couple of times when i was a waiter yeah, I had, there's this one lady that I've, I've talked about this before when I worked at Jack and Jill's over on Santa Monica, which doesn't exist there anymore. There was this woman that would come in every morning slash afternoon, like around 1030 and get this same like chicken, I don't know, breakfast wrap thing. And she would complain every time. And I was like, I don't know why you keep coming back here. Like it was funny because it took all of my oh, strength. Repeat complainer. But it took all of my strength one time because she said... <laughs> I brought it out to her and she said she didn't like the way it was arranged on the plate or something. So I took it back and I had one thing in the tongs and I had my glove on and I moved the other. And then she's like, I saw you touch that with your hands. I want you to make a new one. And the manager at the time was like, I'll deal with it. And she went out and she was like, we can refund you and you can leave, you know. And I was like, it's like Jack Nicholson from as good as it gets. He's just so rude. But yes, I think. Those that, people who are being rude, it's indicative of they've got other things going on in their lives. Of course, but you can't take it out on other people. You are responsible for your actions, God damn it. Absolutely. I want to spit in that lady's burrito. That better be nice to you. You guys know you've all thought about it. You have those people. Why would you keep coming back and keep harassing people? It just wore on me. Mm-hmm. Where she would come in and I'd be like, I'm going to go on break. Like, <laughs> just run away. I'm going to go fill up the iced tea upstairs. Be back in... 45 minutes when this fucking crazy lady leaves. Okay. Enough about me. Back to the letter. Used to be outdoor concerts on the Boston Common. Beautiful. Beautiful. I had the absolute privilege to work there throughout my teenage years. I got to see so many artists during my time there. I did not get any photos because I worked there and wanted to be professional. Look at you. Super profesh. Unfortunately, they stopped having concerts there and I could no longer work there after high school. But I cherish the time I had. I wonder why they quit. Bummer. Bummer, dude. Funding, probably. Sponsorship money fell through. Maybe. One regret I have is not keeping in touch with some of the tour crew of the artists I met because many of them were extremely nice to me. I am very shy, so I didn't always talk to the artists too much, but I have met a few. There are a few situations that especially stand out. Ooh, let's get to the skinny. Let's get into it. One time, it was close to my birthday, and instead of me needing to stay in the trailer where I answered the phones, they decided to let me watch the full concert. Nice. Nice. That's a perk. When you worked there, you got a pass. Since I answered the phones, I got to have an all-access pass. This allowed me to walk anywhere on the property without being stopped by security. The people playing that night were the Moody Blues. Oh, cool. Ooh. I had not been huge fans of them before, but they put on an excellent concert. They play in Vegas. They're the ones with the drums, and they're, they all shave their heads. Sean's the, the pretending that they're the Blues man group. This is oh, no. They wear uh, the, the black. Uh, jacket with the white shirt and the black tie yes, and the yes. fedora. Yeah. Yeah, that's the Blues Brothers. Mm-hmm. Oh, who are the Moody Blues? 
I know the name. You want me to look them up? No, no, no. I'm going to let it percolate here. It, it's a it 70s band, kind of like a Crosby still. I'm making this up. Crosby Stills, Nash & Young sort of deal. They're a rock band British. formed in Birmingham, England. Yeah, okay. So that's them. They got mus- mustachio. They I call moody. them mustachio. Yeah, mustachio Le- Leather blues. jackets. They're just, I just thought they were a rock band. But 1964. Okay. Initially consisting of blah, blah, blah people. <laughs> um just gloss over that. Some well, I don't need to. People. I was I was trying to come up with like what would been they had their uh, their landmark album was their second album, The Days of Future Past. It's a good title. I don't know. Um, I bet you the Moody Blues they also listen did to Bluegrass. this podcast and they're probably like, "What? How do you not know who we are?" Their most successful singles are "Go Now," "Nights in the White in White Satin," "Oh, oh Nights in White Satin." Yeah, that's good. Um, Tuesday afternoon. Question, Gemini Dream, The Voice, and Your Wildest Dreams. They sold over 90 million albums worldwide. Mr. Well, they're worldwide. not blue anymore. Okay. They, they're so now that we all know who the Moody Blues are, okay. let's continue. Were they nice? Stay tuned. Wait, wait, you have to find out. Um, Okay, I had not been a huge fan of them before. We weren't either, clearly. But they put on an excellent concert, and it was just a fabulous night. I will never forget it. I'm attaching a photo of one of my passes. How cool. Yay, yay, yay. Is uh, Priscilla? This is, sorry, I've got to go oh. down. Yes, Priscilla. Okay. Thanks, Priscilla. So that was, yeah. Whitney Houston came when her first song became popular. Whitney That's Houston? That's fucking awesome, man. I wonder if she was nice, though, because I've heard mixed feeling or mixed stories about her. Yeah. Especially with Bobby Brown. There was an, Bobby! There was another teenager I worked with, and I still remember us debating whether we should get her autograph. She decided not to, but I did. I still have it, although it's only in pencil. Years later, I realized how weird it was that she became so popular. She did not, we did not see it coming. Her first visit, she seemed kind of desperate. She was just an opening act, and now many people knew who she was. How funny. Mm-hmm. It is true, though. I remember, um, I forget who I was seeing in concert with friends. This is years ago. And Jessica Simpson, who's not a singer really anymore, I don't think. But she opened for them. And I remember thinking, like, oh, her voice is nice. Hmm. I wonder who she is, you know, and she was like, I'm so grateful. Thanks for having me. Blah, blah, blah. And she was just starting out. And then it was like two years later. She was like, big oh, deal. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I She's remember. a Disney kid, I think. I think so, yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah. That's also the same when I went to stagecoach, the bands that would play like early in the morning, like 10 a.m. or something. It was like. Uh, the we're called. We're just getting started out. Yeah, we'll probably break up next week is on next. The Zach Brown band was oh, yeah. one that I heard. This is like uh, eons ago. Anyway. And I was like, they are so good. And then it was Osborne Brothers a couple of years after that. Anyway, so good. Okay. There's her uh, pass. I put it up on the oh, screen. Oh, cool. How cute. Concerts on the common. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, she was an opening act and not many people knew who she was. I do recall when she returned a few years later when she was popular, I heard how horribly she treated people. Mm. She was Diva so status. mean. The security folks were complaining and complaining about her. And I wonder if she, she had gotten into drugs at that time. That would make sense. But also, sometimes people just aren't nice when once they have some power or money. Yeah, they don't have to kiss ass anymore. Yeah, they don't have to be nice. Like, n- being nice was like a fake facade. They were just doing it to yeah. get to where they wanted to be in their station in life. And then they... That's why I always find people. it so telling when when people have an opportunity to either treat you like you have nothing to offer them anymore. Right. They've like, even on YouTube, we could say this, like people who are like kind to you on your, like as you're starting out when you're below them. But if you end up being more popular, I've heard this from other people who like channels grew past and that person's like a dickwad now Hmm. because their channel's bigger and they like treat people terribly. And I'm like, why would you be that way? Why you, why you gotta be a jerk? 
Um, another time, Belinda Carlisle came. Ooh. Ooh. When now Sam, we're talking. When Circle in the Sand, uh-huh. the Go-Go's. Did I mention Circle in the Sand? <laughs> when singers came, they rarely sat at the picnic tables that were set up for them for them and the staff to eat at. She and her crew did sit at the tables and were very friendly. I still remember her drinking some green drink. She'd recently lost a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, how gross. <laughs> I also went to boarding school because the high schools in Boston were not great at the time and my parents thought it would be better for me. My famous people, many famous people send their children there. Dion Warwick's Dion Warwick. Dion Warwick's son attended my school, which is very ironic. What is very ironic is that my dad grew up in Virginia and had gone to military school. Mm-hmm. Well, David Warwick's son and his brother both went to my dad's military school. Oh. I found this out because my dad's best friend still worked at the military school and mentioned it to me. David then came to my boarding school while his brother stayed at military school. I was not a friend of his, but more of an acquaintance. One summer when I worked at the concert arena, I saw that uh, Dion Warwick was coming to perform. So I specifically chose to wear my high school shirt. Good thinking. She noticed and mentioned it and asked if I knew her son. And I did. David actually sings with his mother and and back up in the day played drums for her. So. That's funny. And back in the day. Sorry. I said back up and it was back in. Um, who is Dion Warwick? <clears throat> Dion Warwick, I believe, is an R&B singer who came, became famous in the early 70s. She's like kind of like a, and I could be wrong here, a Gladys Knight from mm. the Pips. But Dion Warwick may be in this, the late 70s. And by the time the early 80s had come around, she was a contemporary of Tina Turner to funny. a certain extent. And then she went off the rails... I think because, uh, you know, famous fleeting, I don't think she was selling as many records. Mm -hmm. And then she found herself uh, doing the Miss Cleo uh, psychic hotline. No. Dionne Warwick started her own psychic hotline. You lie. Okay. Is this true? I believe so. Oh, I thought you were sewing this one here because you like to just make fake stories all the time. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Opinions that don't matter. I could be BSing you, but I believe that's the case with Dionne Warwick. You guys Something let like us that. Know. She's a musician, blah, 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 psychic, blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 psychic. Like as if those two go together. Do you guys know anything about Dionne Warwick? Was she a psychic? Welcome to <laughs> the stylings me. of psychic musicians. I am your host, Dionne Warwick. Call me now for a free reading. Yeah, that's Miss Cleo. And then she's like, hey, baby. Her reading comes out jazzy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Comes out like a, a <laughs> jazz R&B. Oh, baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sally Taylor also attended my boarding school. She is the daughter of James Taylor and Carly Simon. Wow. Big names. That's a curse. Listen, if Mm -hmm. your parents are famous, unless you are more talented or have some other skill set in life, you are going to live in their shadows and it's going to be a curse. It's going to be a curse that I mean, comes Miley, along with a Ferrari and a nice mansion. My, Miley Cyrus like broke out of it because she has her own stuff. More talented than her father. Yeah, by far. Um, like huge stretches. But if you don't have the talent mm-hmm. and you try and follow in your parents' footsteps because they're talented, boy, does that one ever yeah, stink. I remember when Pat Benatar came to sing at our local uh, fair, which I, I love Pat Benatar, but she had her daughter open for her with like some kind of pop girl band. And I was like, this is horrible. We were like, mm. time to go get more beers and hot dogs. Well, how difficult would it be to, okay, I'm just going to put it out there. Let's say uh, Billy Idol, huge in the 80s, mm-hmm. right? Had, Cor- probably correct. had kids at that time. Yeah. Uh, you grew up in your father's shadow 
And if you want to be a musician, which I know he has a well, son. Imagine having the last name Idol. Like, fuck, man. Well, that's it. You Is know? that his real name? Uh, no, it's uh, Brode. Okay, William good. William Brode. Yeah. I, I was like, it's nice if they have like a, I don't know what you call it, not nom de plume, but a stage name. Nom de, de stage plume? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but, you know, and his son, I'm, because he wants to be a musician, mm-hmm. probably because he's he's been around his father's You've been around music your entire life cult of personality his whole life right yeah. and how do you determine who you are and even if you are even if you strip away maybe this pretense that i am a musician mm-hmm. like it's just got to be so daunting like am i ever going to top yeah my dad was uh chopin you know right. i'm also a chopin I'm chopin <laughs> jr no one cares about chopin jr just play your right. dad's hits you know and that's got to be well frustrating it's also got to be hard not not just like when it comes to careers but also when it comes to relationships like do people like me because i'm me or do they like me because i'm so-and-so's daughter son i think or we mentioned have that money recently elvis presley's grandson just passed away i don't know i don't um, think i talked about that but maybe. i think we no i think we mentioned on the mm. podcast just briefly though yeah so elvis presley had a grandson who for all That's... intents and purposes looked exactly like elvis mannerisms and i don't think it was like he was trying to be that way I think it's just genes, right? Yeah, genes are strong. They can be yeah. very strong. And so, but here's a kid who never met his grandfather, mm-hmm. probably, I'm guessing, because uh, he's fairly he was fairly young, yeah. but he took his own life. And I think the trappings of celebrity mm-hmm. are difficult for the, the person who is celebrated, but the people who are around that person. Yeah. Whoo. Yeah, it's got to be tough. Okay. There's more of that doom and gloom. Go Just ahead. Bringing it down. So Sally Taylor the daughter of James Taylor and Carly Simon. I never saw James Taylor, but I did see Carly from afar. Sally was a freshman when I was a senior, so we didn't hang out too much. Now, switching gears onto Electrolux. (laughs) We talked last week about how my mom's my mom purchased an Electrolux vacuum cleaner and we had it for like 50 years. I'm just the best vacuum ever made. Yes. Not that I'm into vacuum cleaners, but if you're looking for one, the canister model was particularly I highly recommend uh, one time I was at my grandmother's house and uh, I never told anyone this boy and it's just popping up in my head mm-hmm. I'm ready she for asked it. if I could vacuum uh, in the laundry room downstairs by the washing machine very specific well because lint would you know oh, build up around the dryers and, and everything. yeah so you yeah. want to clean up I was like yeah no problem grandma you know mm-hmm. I went However, downstairs I and I fired up that thing and look at you good little kid what else did you suck up <laughs> and it stopped and I was like, oh, that's weird. So I pulled the wand because I'd put the wand by the... Yeah, in the, the back. Yeah, by the laundry machine. I was fishing around. I thought I'd gotten a good dust bunny. And as I pulled it back, there was... was a rat? <laughs> there was a mouse. But he was keister first into the machine. Oh, so his head like... and he was his front paws were running. <laughs> oh, my God. But he was so strong. That keister his, first. Yeah, his, his keister... or His, his round strong. keister His round keister was the... holding him. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm the at... vacuum is going to suck him inside out. Like, turn yeah. him inside out. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, turn it off, turn so it off. So I turned it off and I let him go. But I didn't tell anyone that there was... A... I felt bad for him because I, I probably tormented he, the darn thing. He and probably had a nice him. little bed of floof. Yeah, he you just sucked his bed away. Yeah. Well, and he almost went through the machine, but his <laughs> he'd been eating well at my grandmother's house, he, a plump little bottom, and he got stuck in the electrolux <laughs> nozzle. And when I yeah. shut it off, he looked at me and gave me a little thumbs he, up. It, oh, those and he little, ran away. They're little fingers. Yeah. That'd be so he's cute. like, "Thanks, buddy." I was like, "No problem." But he was French, so, so he's like, "He's like, merci." Yeah, and he said, uh, "I don't even know." I'm my name to... is Ratatouille. Ratatouille. <laughs> he said, "Tabarnouche." Thought I was gonna get sucked inside out. 
right? Okay. Anyways, <clears throat> although I do have a newer vacuum, I still have my family's old Electrolux. It had worked for so long and did so well, I cannot part with it yet, right? Those things fucking run forever. Yeah. It's crazy. Really I probably, well built machine. I probably should get rid of it, but my opinion is that they do not make appliances the same way they did years ago. Can I get an amen? Listen, our vacuum, it works. It's fine. It's, but it's got plastic bits. The yes. Electrolux has plastic. flexible tweed hosing, like tweed. Yeah. Well, it's like a it's like a plasticky tweedy thing. It's like a fabric. Oh, I meant the plasticky. hose. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like kind of a little plastic to it. Hmm. It's partially tweed, but everything's metal. Yeah. The the collars, the way they. Yeah. Yeah, it's metal. Katie, <laughs> Katie just went and started headbanging. I headbanged a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Because the Metallica version of the Electrolux, you know, for. Yeah. We all grow up and have to vacuum at some point. We can't always just listen to heavy metal in the basement. Yeah. Metal. Okay. Um, it says, people do not expect things to last as long anymore. So I kind of prefer to hold on to older appliances as they were made to last. That's actually the reason my mom did not, uh, I think it's one of the reasons, she didn't swap out her old un ovens. She also likes the look of them. But they don't have any problems, really. You know, she's had a couple issues and they fixed them. But they're like solid, good appliances. Yeah. And I, I, I have to agree with priscilla on this one as a nation we used to know how to and this is probably true for most nations we used to know how to manufacture things yeah. i don't know how to manufacture things anymore and we used to know how to fix things i don't know how to fix things especially when everything has a computer chip inside of it true that makes i could fix a car but if the car has a computer chip yeah you can't fix the computer chip because you're not everything's yeah. electronic you're like I, I just need a mechanical device and typically a mechanical device lasts longer yeah it, it's uh, the functioning of the device is, yeah. is well anyways and as, as long as there's less plastic bits because plastic bits like break off how many times have we like anybody out there you like open something or close like snap something in and the thing that snaps it breaks off like to hold it in do you know what I'm talking about yeah it's like those cheap ass little plastic pieces and you're like oh fuck like you know it's broken and you're like this is going to be ruined and I got heavy hands Sean, and I break everything Sean manhandles things I've talked about this before because I move quickly but not efficiently. I don't know if it's that so much, but yeah. Okay, back to okay. back to the letter. Thanks. <laughs> Finally, I love the sweatshirt Katie wore tonight. Where did she get it? What sweatshirt was it? Nope. I don't know. I'll have to pull up. Hold on. All Please right. hold. Dun, 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 I'm going to look up dun, dun. the... No, we don't need to do this. It'll just take a second. Fashion oh, it's the Katie. one that I got from YouTube. Unfortunately, it's an exclusive. Oh, is that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a feeling, but I didn't want to say it if I hadn't checked first. Um, it's an artist. I tagged them in my stories. I don't think I have the information anymore, but I can probably look back in my stories. But there's an artist who created the art for YouTube and they had it printed on a shirt mm. for us. And the funny thing is, I didn't realize they had three artists that they worked with and everybody got different ones. There were like three different patterns. That That's you got. cool. But I really like mine. I didn't get anything. So I really like mine the best. Not that cool. Sean always complains. Such a complainer. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, yes, because I am nominated for a streamy every year and have never won. <laughs> okay. Now I have a confession. Oh, it's hold on. So where did she get it? If you have a moment, please send me the info, please. It is so colorful. Love. I know if I find something similar, maybe I'll do a little hunting because I do love the colorfulness of it as well. Um, yeah. It actually reminds me of outfits tennis players wear. I love matching. Uh, I love watching tennis. I'm also attaching a photo of an outfit it reminded me of. Thanks again for a great episode. And I love this outfit because it's so 80s. And I just love it so hardcore. Yeah. 
This is definitely 80s. Uh, I can attest to it. I was there when this was fashionable. I did not personally rock this sort of gear, although uh, some of the cool kids did. Mm -hmm. uh, I rocked it. I yeah. had an Adidas jacket that had some like swish swish. This just makes me think of the brand Varnet, V-A-U-R-N-E-T. They uh -uh. made sunglasses as well as clothing. Maybe also it's a Canadian Ocean brand? Pacific. Ocean Pacific, yes. Uh, yeah, no, Varnet I think is a French brand. That's what I was like. I don't think it's a in the states. I European don't skiing it. people wear. It. Mm. Anyways, loud and profound. Yeah. Well, if I okay, so Priscilla, I will see if I can find something similar online, and if so, it will be linked in the description. I would wear that today, though. Now I'm feeling a little bit more bold. I don't yeah, feel as you? much of a conformist. So oh, look at you. I'd wear, if there was like a neon outfit, like if I could look like a giant highlighter, like say, oh, I don't know, the uh, what's the football team that you root for? How dare you? The Seahawks? Seahawks? They they wear highlighter yellow? They do. I actually kind of miss the, I love their the highlighter. It's kind of fun. It's bright. It makes it easy to follow. But I do miss the old like totem looking stuff that they used to do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Native yeah. American art? Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, we have s such a big Native Americans are. I think like. Haida Indian specifically. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong, but I think that's the it's tribe that's on Indians. the West Coast. Mm -hmm. It's local Native Americans because we have a huge Native American population, if you guys didn't know, in that region of the states in the all Pacific over Northwest. The, all but, over North America. It's I'm amazing. I'm just saying they're very active. And we have like, or I don't know, growing up, we had a ton of like Native American studies and Native American art. And there's tons of museums and things you would go to. And it was like part of our, not, I'm not saying it's part of our culture, but it was kind of part it of my culture It is actually part of your culture. And, and I think that that's, and having tons of reservations, as sad as reservations are, uh, it's just a part of what I grew up with. Yeah. But even the names, like Sammamish, Snohomish, yeah. like all the areas, and even Seattle. British Columbia, that's an Indian name. I don't think so. <laughs> but then Seattle, I did the, the Ride the Duck tour with my cousin Amanda for her bachelorette party, because she likes to get wild. And the <laughs> it was so cool to learn, because Seattle was actually Seattate, it was, and that was the Native American name. And I forget... I forget what it stood for. Like what, because there's different, you know, it's like a, a Native American name that means X, Y, Z. Like you kind of got to learn. It was super cool. Anyway, yeah, there's a huge, a, a lot of influence. Yeah, it's in the wonderful. Area. It's beautiful, first of all, because all the imagery for, or not all the imagery, but a lot of the imagery when you go from town to town, not only just the names, but it's uh, the, the artwork, mm -hmm. um, the the culture is still there, even though it's obviously blended now with... Yeah, uh, it's really cool. I, I, Yeah, I think it's just a really cool thing. I like it. Um, okay, so anyways. Uh, okay, now I have a confession. Mm. I'm a pretty political person, and every time I listen to you, I have an internal debate about where you fall politically. <laughs> Flat it's, on my face. That's where I fall. It's just funny because my friend Mindy McKnight, people were doing these true-false things on Instagram. I don't do those things because I'm just not that big of a fan. Maybe I should be more active. But people were like, you're a Democrat. And she was like, and then they said, you're a Republican. She was like, you know, which is funny. Yeah. <clears throat> I know you'll never share this info, but for some reason, the one piece of hidden information feels like a puzzle that I need to solve. Every time I think I've figured out where you stand, you say something that makes me question my thoughts. Anyways, you are very good about keeping this secret. I hope one day I can figure it out. Mm. I hope one day I can figure it out too. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. You know what I have a lot of respect for? Mm -hmm. uh, so first of all, I'm thanks for writing in. Uh, We're not quite done. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. But I'm a Canadian, and therefore I do not vote in the United States. You and should finish your paperwork. Mm, I'm on the fence about it after recent events that may have happened in the United States. You know. I mean, it's not like they're much better in Canada right now either. 
So they're on full lockdown where you get pulled no, over. No, but we're not. Ri- or Canadians aren't rioting in the streets and uh, burning things down. I thought they and, did riot because of the lockdown. Uh, no, not like this. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying they're rioting like this. I'm just saying like things are shitty all over the place. Yeah. Uh, like your sister's but, talking about like having to have a letter saying she has to get to go I to know. work. I know. Isn't that crazy? You have to have paperwork and in your car. And you're supposed to download this app so they can do contact tracing. I'm like, yeah. where do you have any rights? Do you have any rights? Any privacy? No? Yep. But yeah. basically being a Canadian living here, I, I don't vote. Uh, I have opinions. They don't I matter suspect that I would have. can't vote. Yeah. I would have voted <laughs> for the left. I would have voted for the right. For on different issues, and I, I don't think it's right to, and I won't talk about politics because it's not something that we do. But I don't think it's right to just be in one camp only, and everything else someone else says is wrong. Because mm-hmm. the truth is, yeah, I have a funny feeling after talking to people from the left there's and right. There's overlap. There's a lot of overlap. You can't yeah. be just this homogenous uh, group think. You know, mm-hmm. people have common ideas across the spectrum. Yeah. And so we just have to find that common ground so that we all. I also don't understand why after all these years, we're still essentially a two party system. Yeah. (laughs) I find that so limiting, which might be why Priscilla can't figure out where we lie. Yeah. Okay. It says a few weeks ago, you mentioned the plight of the Tibetans as China invaded Tibet in the fifties. One of my dearest friends is Tibetan. Many Tibetans escaped to India the Dalai Lama, I think, was ushered out he was in, part of in the, the middle yeah. of the night to... Okay. Uh huh. Oh, okay. My friend's family uh, did until the 70s when a Boston family sponsored them. Oh, How that's cool. Oh, super cool. She lived in my neighborhood and attended my school. We became very close friends. She's also still very active in prote- uh, protesting against the Chinese occupation and is very involved she with should keep, be. keeping Tibetan culture alive. She should. Yeah. Unfortunately, Tibetan culture is being erased to this day. I know. It's so sad. I knew nothing about it until... I think we have a Tibetan person here in Santa Monica because they have some stuff outside their house. When we walk by, I'm like, that looks like t- Tibetan. Maybe a Tibetan flag or something. It look, yeah, I think so. I'll, yeah. I'll point it out when we go for a walk. I'll try to put it on Instagram if I remember. Right, right, right. Yeah, it it's a really sad plight to have your country erased. Yeah. Uh, I know it happens all the time throughout history. Heck, we were just talking about Native Americans in North America. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Well, even in LA, there's a couple of things that I think about. Yeah, Native Americans, huge. That's a big... Cause they're, and the thing is, we say Native Americans, but they're individual tribes and there are tons of them and a lot of them have been snuffed out yeah uh, it, it hasn't gone so well for the native americans no. and uh, it's it's very sad or indigenous peoples whatever. we have some community members that live in new mexico oh they ha- i've seen some footage of what reservations look like there versus elsewhere mm-hmm. and it does not look good in new mexico and i'm not saying that they're all bad no but they but have a huge looks- population it's like a huge population of native americans and and they're treated poorly yeah. by people who aren't on the reservation. And yeah. it's just such a complex situation. But anyway, let's not I root that. for them when let's they have casinos and they're making money. Like, I love it. And selling cigarettes and yeah, fireworks. Yeah, I don't mean to like go for it. be stereotypical. But when I'm like, when I hear that Agua Caliente or whatever here in mm-hmm. California is booming. Yeah, it's like good for them. That's the way I look at it. I'm like, Get well, it. you know what? Something interesting. And this might be ignorant of me, but I learned it. I don't know. Let's say in the last 10 years. Okay. I'm just admitting that I'm sometimes very stupid. But I did not stupid. Well, but I'm learning. And maybe if someone else hasn't learned this, too, they can be like, Katie, I do this self-deprecating stuff here. You do the smart (laughs) stuff. okay? but I'm but when it comes to when people say Native Americans versus Indians and why we don't call them Indians, the reason that that name even existed is because when they came to North America, they thought they were going to India. So they called them Indians. Yeah. When Europeans were were coming to North America, they thought they were going 
they were going the wrong way, but they thought they were going the right way. Or maybe they just didn't realize this continent existed. In they between. didn't realize how big the planet was. Yeah. And so they thought if they went left instead of right They'd in get, the ship, they, yeah. they crossed the Atlantic. And when they were going inland But I didn't know that until I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about it. I was like, oh, that totally fucking makes sense. I just never thought about it. Do you know what I mean? And so if anybody else hadn't thought about it, that was interesting to me. And yeah. that's why it's Native Americans, not Indians. I don't. And you also have the West Indies in the Caribbean, or mm-hmm. Caribbean, however you want to say it. Yeah. So they were really trying to get to India really by going across the Atlantic. So interested in India, which I understand. The guy selling those maps was laughing. Like, oh yeah, I got a map to India by boat. It just Here, shows like a squiggle do. blob, and it says India. Go past the Azores in Portugal. Just keep going. It's gonna take you a couple of weeks if you get good weather. You know, uh, when you get there, those will be Indians. Are you cheating? Do you have notes on your hand for the podcast? <laughs> Sean's written on himself with yeah, that pen. Forty-eight hours. Yeah. Yeah. You, two days. Okay. So. Um, so she's also still very active in protesting against the Chinese occupation and is very involved in keeping Tibetan culture alive. Here is one project she helped create about resettlement stories. And you can all go to TibetanResettlementStories.org. We'll put a link in the description. Mm-hmm. And it has forward slash voices of Boston. That's very cool. The The stories are, I think that's really important. And that's it's awesome. important to commit to memory, to commit to paper, the history of others, especially mm-hmm. Uh, when there's injustices because those things will be forgotten and, and what you read as like one line mm-hmm. in in a history book is someone's life yeah. you know like oh they they threw the tea in the harbor to to fight the tax oh, you God. know well, and now but these are people who were terrified these are people yeah. who who had to do things in secrecy and i think we're living through a moment like that in time mm-hmm. where it's very interesting. I hope people are journaling and committing you know, I wish what, i had started journaling more at the beginning of quarantine to like we did well, it's, I mean, called podcast. it's called the podcast. It's called the podcast. But, you know, to be able to read it now would be a cool segment. Um, I was going to say something, but now I forget. I was going to say. I was going to say, but I forget. Okay. okay. So anyway, I thought you might be interested in learning more about the people of Tibet who are very peaceful and kind. Have a great week and hope you find the house of your dreams soon, Priscilla. Thanks, Priscilla. Thanks, we, Priscilla. I hope so, too. I, I have a good feeling. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I was going to say. I was going to say that there's that company slash nonprofit that records uh, people who live through the Holocaust and the Jewish. I don't know if it's just Jewish older people or if it's people who survived the Holocaust, but they oh, take their stories. So there's the Weisenthal, uh, Simon Weisenthal Museum. That's not what I'm talking about, though. The, yeah. That's the Holocaust Museum. We have it here in L.A., yeah. Yeah, I think it's Simon Weisenthal or something like that shit. No, I don't think so, but it'll give, give me a second. But there are, to me. there's a project you're talking about that... Um, yeah, it's a something project. It's very important. They they record them telling stories, sharing their stories, and they film them. Uh, that generation is is soon call? going to be a, just like I will be at some point, a footnote in history. And if we don't record people, so people of the Second World War, um, they're they're sadly fading away, you know. Yeah. And so, if we don't record their stories in their words, Museum in, of Tolerance, Museum of Tolerance, and we have the Holocaust Museum as well. Yeah. Um, if you don't record these people's stories, then th- they're forgotten. And so if we can preserve, you know, the atrocities should be known about yeah. specifically when there's when there's war crimes and awful things like that. Ah, sorry. I don't know if it's Jewish archives. Anyway, I forget what it is, but there's a historical society that records people's stories. We've watched some of them on YouTube. I thought you would remember when I... I Said no, that, I, I I do believe it's the Simon <laughs> Weisenthal uh, Museum. I think it's they're the ones who spearheaded that uh, oh. initiative of okay. recording. Anyway, I thought it was really cool. Holocaust survivors, yeah. Whew. Okay. 
Ready? Next, yeah. next letter. This is from Blair. Hi, Blair. Hey, Blair. It says, hello, Katie and Sean. Hope the crows haven't gotten you yet. What is with the crows in our neighborhood? Okay, so Katie and I you guys. really like the TV show Shit's Creek. We just watched the final season. Fantastic. Can't recommend it enough. It's Love on Netflix. It. When you watch it, as you get towards the end of the series, <laughs> the crowing, you start to really find Moira, or at least I did. Uh, they're all exceptional actors, but she really, I think, hits a stride by like season three. Mm -hmm. By the end of the series, though, her delivery was just so, she really owned the character. Yeah. And she plays this ridiculous actress who is out of work. Who I don't think she ever was really that good. She was like she's on a soap opera. Yeah, she's a soap opera star. Like let's say in the '90s or something. Yeah, and and then a Canadian soap opera. They you fell know. on hard times, and and then she just has been out of work ever since. But she's a classically trained actress. Oh yeah, you know, Moira, uh, Avon and Stratford. You know, doing Shakespeare in the Summer sort of deal. The baby. Yeah. But she ends up uh, <laughs> booking a gig in a movie. It's mm -hmm. the crows have eyes. Part three: the crowing. You know, it's ridiculous. It's a really bad sequel, but she she's so pleased, and she has to go to Europe to film it. And it's low budget, yeah, but, but not it like does Europe, well. Not like Europe, like London, like Europe, like Bulgaria, or which something. is the better part of Europe, if you ask. No, but remember, it was like some like really un underdeveloped place where she couldn't get the things she wanted. She was very. It was upset a former Eastern Bloc country. Yeah, and, it was like and so. It, anyway, it was just really funny. Yeah, uh, she, she wanted like so specific to that things. point. They have this crow theme in in that TV show. Katie and I were out walking in Santa Monica, as we like to do. And I said, Katie, Katie, look out. No. Ah, cat. There was about a thousand crows flying. And then they settled in the trees Sounds amongst so us. so dramatic. And so we stood maybe there. maybe like a hundred. And the, what you said was, oh, man, I hope I don't get pooped on. And I was like, I, hadn't, I didn't even think about that. I was just I thinking about getting think my about eyes that. packed out. No, I always think of getting pooped on when you when you hear them fly above you. I'm like, oh shit, literally, right? Run and away! So we, we've and then been I was seeing. like, also, I want to show this on my Instagram because there's so many fucking crows. I've never seen that many together. So that family of crows, uh, I'll try to capture them if we go for a walk this weekend. You guys, they, stay we, tuned. We first encountered them not too many blocks away from our house or our, our apartment as we're walking down the street. I was like, wow, that's a lot of crows. And you're like, yeah, that's pretty cool, you know. And usually you'll see like two or three of them hopping around, but this time it was quite a few. Then we saw, maybe on the same walk, I think the same group of crows. I don't know. We'd gone farther. So we were like, because we walk almost like five miles. So we had walked maybe like, I, I feel like we'd already gone down to the water and we're kind of turning to come back when we saw. It was like Alfred Hitchcock, the birds, but with big fucking birds. Did you see the birds? You know, like Yeah, it was and like, so I put them on my Instagram because there were so many crows. And then just the other day in our home, in our shitty apartment, we could hear the crows remember you were like do you hear that and i was like is that what that is i, I thought think it was they're a taking over santa truck. monica i think because there are enough people out yeah i don't know you guys they haven't gotten us yet so i think it's crotastic remember when people used to say stay tubed stay tubed yeah <clears throat> you know what they call a group of crows a murder i said that y'all watch out you will <laughs> don't worry all right <laughs> Have you had any music artists over the years as you learned more about them realize that you didn't care for them anymore? I saw Macklemore and Ryan Lewis a few years back. It was a great show. He kept the audience very involved and entertained. Fast forward a few years, I think he uses a lot of his fame to promote politics. Yet another reason why I appreciate OTDM. Kudos for to creating a very relatable, um, entertaining podcast. Cheers, Blair. 
Yeah, I have a tough time with people who I don't I don't know what you guys think about this, but I personally don't like to feel like the people that I go to for entertainment are trying to shove their political beliefs down my throat, even if I agree with them, agree or disagree. If I go to a restaurant for a wonderful steak, mm-hmm. mm. I don't want to serve with a side of sour grapes and this is a very bad analogy political you know <laughs> no it's just like I, I agree with you i see what you're saying but it, what i would the analogy that i would draw is like if i'm going into a studio to take a yoga class i don't want them to make me do spinning right yeah like what? or talk to you about you know have you found jesus you know <laughs> <laughs> like hey uh all right before we get the spin class started i just want to let you know that i recently found jesus and i think you should find oh jesus too God. you know Remember- and nothing wrong with finding jesus but you don't need to tell everyone where you found him you know what i mean yeah put like- him back away but it would be like if i'm going in for a yoga class then they decide they're going to make me take spinning right or right, right. worse do that thing in Schitt's creek where they walk on those steps and they're doing a cult right <laughs> yeah you don't want to do any of that stuff yeah, but no so i understand the frustration when i want to see stand-up comedy uh oh. who did your mom go see Oh, Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer got up on stage. Your mom thought she was going to be in for a barrel of laughs for two hours. Yeah, they drove all the way to Portland or Seattle. She spoke for 45 minutes about her political agenda, which was, your mom was mad. Because you spend all this money to be entertained and instead someone... You're like watching the news. Shoveling their opinions that they think matter at you. Spoilers, they don't. Opinions don't don't matter. Yeah. Adder, adder, poop, 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 poop. Yeah, shoot them with your air gun. Yeah, maybe not the finger guns, depending on the, you know. We don't want to get anybody in trouble. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. Did we put the pew, pew, pew on a pair of socks? We did. I want to order those. I actually really want those. All right. Okay. Anyways, next letter. Thanks, okay. Thanks, Blair. Thank I agree you, Blair. with you, and I'm glad that you enjoy our podcast. And the fact that we're not, we don't get political. Sometimes we touch upon things that we're like, come on, China or Tibet, you know, but we're not really pushing a political agenda, right? No, I mean, we it's can all agree it, that, It's issue to issue. Yeah. It's about what, what grinds our gears. Okay. <laughs> next yeah hi katie and sean you're talking about having a dog log i just like saying that dog log dog log dog the log. dog log if you don't know uh two episodes ago or last episode i decided that i'm gonna keep a dog log or i wish i had a book where i was mm-hmm. logging all the dogs that i came sean across wants like a scrapbook where we like take a picture and we print it out and we like glue it to the sheet and he's like very friendly fluffy coat saw him on 17th in wilshire well here's a thing that people do <laughs> men that I've hung out with, mm-hmm. and by the way, I do enjoy a cigar once in a while. Um, yeah, you do. I mean, we have not all the time because I know it's not good for me, but I do like a cigar. Yeah. But I don't like it when I'm hanging out with somebody. If they say, hey, do you want to have a cigar? I say, sure. And they open a cigar log. And it's like, hmm, the wrapper was a, a nice. Are you, are you shitting me? Oh, no. There's people log their smoking session who has done this i want names i think who's um, making this up there was tim in orange county <laughs> and uh a couple of people in new hampshire no people do this it's a thing i've never seen it mm, that's an, a fine macanuda wrap and uh what's the place in santa monica lone wolf lone wolf yeah i bet you they sell cigar logs there but let's let's move on okay dog logs <laughs> i just had to be clear that i wasn't trying to, that i wasn't interested in dog poop I think I have to make that quick. Like a dog log is not a. Well, I just said like a scrapbook. Like you put the picture in. You're like fluffy fur. Good yeah, personality. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. And there's a dog in my neighborhood I have to tell you about. Do tell. 
There's a large breed standard poodle named Gibbs, love the name because I love NCIS, who is the sweetest, gentlest dog I've ever met. I first met Gibbs about five years ago when I was walking my dog at the time, Mystic, Shih Tzu, Lhasa, Lhasa Opso Mix, see picture. <gasps> I saw that picture. Did it have a little blue rain jacket on? Yeah, I'll put it on the screen. <laughs> oh, so cute. my God. It kind of looks like my mom's Charlotte because she's part Shih Tzu, but she's also Bichon, so she's your mom's white. All sh your mom's dog is all shit. Yeah. <laughs> a little shitty attitude. How dare no, it's a cute take dog. it back. I was joking. How I was joking. I like your mom's dog. She's my mom's first grandbaby, Charlotte. Yeah. Okay. May he rest in peace. He was in my heart. When I met Gibbs, I was having a medical issue and had pain in my right lower stomach anyway. He came running up to me and I was scared that he would cause me pain. Understandable because dogs are kind of unpredictable. Then Gibbs suddenly lowered right down um, about a foot from me and gently laid his head on my right side stomach. Gibbs' mom and I got talking. I told her what was going on, and she said, yep, Gibbs does that. That's so cool. Gave me goosebumps. So every time we saw each other, um, Gibbs, he would do the same thing. That, dogs are amazing. That's, Absolutely wonderful. That's why they have them at hospitals. I think every hospital should have them, and people have, they're trained. Like, a lot of our viewers have them trained to deal with their anxiety or P PTSD and stuff like that. And that's why we think dogs are the smartest animals. They're amazing. Because we're not in charge of dogs. They also have them Dogs trained. are in charge of us. They have us trained so well mm -hmm. with their little cute eyebrows. I know. The way they, you know, they communicate with us. It's they amazing. They have them trained to even for people with diabetes, which I was watching at NCIS, so I don't know how factual this is, but they were talking about how this one guy, he was like, uh, you smell like sticky sweet, you know? And he was like, oh, I forgot to take my insulin. When I don't take my insulin, I breathe out. It smells very like fruity, like super sweet. And I was like, what? And I looked it up and it says, yes, that does happen. Dogs, dogs so dogs can probably smell it earlier than we would be able to and be like, you should take your insulin. Like, whatever they do. Um, <laughs> riff, riff. What's that? Timmy fell down the well? Riff, riff, riff. No, it's oh, your Timmy's insulin. diabetes level. <laughs> you idiot. That, that's not correct. Diabetes level. But you know what I'm saying. You know? <laughs> insulin's low. I don't read dog that well, you know, like I'm, I'm not a good interpreter. Clearly. Okay. Um, Gibbs also got along with Mystic amazingly well. Since Mystic died, I don't see Gibbs as often, but anytime I see him, he always goes crazy and has to say hi. And apparently, I'm the only person he reacts this way with. Oh, That's cute. Gibbs is just an awesome dog. Sorry, I don't have a picture of Gibbs. We'll get one soon, and please share, because Gibbs sounds amazing. By the way, I live in Toronto, and I am not a Leafs fan. I repeat, not. I love it. No offense, I do like Toronto. I like people from Toronto. I just have an intense rivalry. We uh, have a rivalry disdain with. and rivalry. Yeah. yeah you it's know. like we also don't like the Bruins, but I love Boston. Boston's right. like one of my favorite cities. Mm -hmm. Okay. My first Blue October concert. Ah. Picture this. The Phoenix Concert Theater, May 13th, <laughs> 2014. <laughs> I got there at 10 a.m. when the concert started at 7 p.m. Whoa, you are I a fan. I met some amazing Blue family, part of the fan club and made great friends we took turns going to get food and going to the bathroom anyway i was walking back to my spot in line and out walks justin furstenfeld what? lead singer and songwriter. i stopped in my tracks i was the only one there and i hadn't met him before so they let me talk first and i got to give him a card and uh, a chain mail cross i made him and got pictures with him that's awesome that's cool. he is such an amazing guy and hung out with us for a while my friend and I got front row, and the night was awesome. I've seen them three times so far, and I cannot wait until they come back. Thanks for everything, Aaron. Hugs, Aaron. Hugs back, Aaron. That's, yeah. that's fucking awesome. You know what's amazing is that you met 
a band that you clearly love. Mm-hmm. And they were super nice. And they were nice. Oh, it's the worst when it doesn't go that way. And so it's amazing when it does, you know, when you get super stoked and they're friendly. I know. What if you had to like, you meet the lead singer and they're a jerk. You're like, well, they're off the list, you know. I know. Then you got to <sighs> start Good and job. find a new band. But no, it worked out. Yay. That's so cool. Totally paid off to get there early. Yeah. Cool. Get to hang out. Awesome. awesome. Thanks, Aaron. And also, I I love, I can't wait to see a picture of Gibbs if you can get one. Also, if I could get you to um, uh, send in more uh, people who are not Leafs fans from the Toronto area, <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> we would like that very much. Um, okay. Um, okay. Next letter. Yeah. Moving yeah, yeah, right yeah, along. Sure. Let's go. It says, hi, Katie. Or hi, Sean and Katie and all the OTDM staff <laughs> to all of our staff writers. Howdy do. I hope you're doing well. I know it's cold in the Northern Hemisphere at the moment, but today in Adelaide, <gasps> is this travel, 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 Jeremy? <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. Calling in <clears throat> from our Adelaide office. Go ahead. Yes. Today in Adelaide, it is 104. 104. I hope said it's our okay. But this letter is going to be all over the place. I love all over the place. The messier, the better. First, to brushing with fame. Ah, yes. Katie, you mentioned Busy Phillips, and it made me think about the first time I saw her in a movie in 2002 called Homeroom. If you haven't seen it, it's an intense drama about a school shooting and the effects it has on the characters. I remember thinking she was really going to go places, so of course. I see myself as a Busy Phillips OG fan. But the first time I ever saw a famous person was in 1991. It was my first concert at Memorial Drive in Adelaide, and the band was in excess. Uh, we were just watching in excess uh-huh. the other night. I was telling Katie about them. Hmm. I can still picture Michael Hitchens bounding up and down the stage singing New Sensation. He was such a New peacock sensation. and like uh, really a, a great front man, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and kind of Jim Morrison-esque in mm-hmm. the way he would move around or, or use the stage kind of. Yeah. Right? But at the same time, he was this pop star you know it, it was a really good combination the guy had a great voice and the band was just upbeat um, all good things but i'm not a huge fan of it in excess i only know like three songs but hey. you know what i'm saying sure he was about 200 feet away and i was amongst thousands of people but it's, i still felt like i was hanging out with a celebrity isn't that the cool part of it that's why concerts are amazing yeah like when we went to see i think we've talked about this already but uh faith hill and tim mcgraw we went to that concert sean bought it me tickets for my birthday it's a sign of true love because i'm not a huge country music fan mm. but i was willing to go with you i knew all the it. songs and all the words i loved it oh shit my God. i knew half the songs that's how famous they are I, and i didn't even know i knew the songs until so, it came on like oh this song next song oh this song so famous but they ran around and hugged people and shook hands i know i lost my mind i was like ah and that I girl, them, the girl know. next to us, like spilled her drink all over the place. She kind of lost her shit. She really lost her shit. But I was like, of all the places, this is where you do it. You get excited, you go to see, and you feel like you're hanging out with a celebrity. It says, you asked about skiing or snowboarding in Australia. Well, in the highlands of Victoria and New South Wales, there are several ski resorts, which oh. are very popular between July and September because they're flip-flopped and they're, our summer's their winter. Swip-swap. Sip-swap. Snip-snap, snip-snap. In a bad year, they might use snow-making machines, but I believe that last year there was good snow all throughout the winter. Oh, awesome. That's amazing. Last year's winter in Adelaide was pretty cold, and we got snow a few times, which is, that's pretty rare. Interesting. I'm so glad you read my last letter. It was great to hear your feedback. Just a couple of add-ons, Sean. Okay. You mentioned what it would be like waking up from a coma. The very first thing I remember is throwing up. (gasps) That's terrible. 
right? All that time and then just throwing up. Oof. Is it a system overload? Are you like um, overwhelmed? It came out of the matrix. Maybe. <laughs> you spit out the... All the you know. icky cookie stuff. Yeah. Then when a nurse told me I'd been in a coma for two weeks, I totally didn't believe them. I was like, bullshit. That's Can how you imagine? Well, I would have felt that way too. <laughs> you you don't Can have to imagine. imagine. But like everyone else who's listening or watching, can you imagine waking up out of a coma? Oh, Dr. Dickey just said that. He had a seizure. Yes, our eye doctor had a seizure and he had never had, he doesn't, they don't really know what caused it actually. And he's 60, I think he said. He said 60 years old. And this was, I guess maybe now he'd be 62 because it was like two years ago. Okay. Um, anyway, he said that he had a seizure. They were going to San Francisco and checking into a hotel. <clears throat> and when they walked into the lobby, he had a seizure and fell down. And, and they took him to the hospital. Even going to see, uh, San Francisco at first, he no, he didn't know. And he kept waking up. I guess so they took him to the hospital and he was out. And then he kept waking up and saying to his wife and daughter, "Where are we? What happened?" Or something like that. Are we? What am, am I? Where are, am I in the hospital? And I guess he did that like every 20, 30 minutes. And it took. What, a whole day before he actually really woke up? Well, then he really woke up. Sorry, we're hijacking your story, Jeremy, but we'll I thought it was, it was fascinating. Our eye doctor wakes up and says the same thing. Where am I? Like his wife says, you don't remember? Mm-hmm. She goes, I've told you. Mm-hmm. And he said, what? And then he'd out he'd your... go again. No, no, this is the final one. I'm oh, like, oh, in oh. and out of this. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. gone. And he wakes up and he asks the same question. Mm-hmm. Where am I? <laughs> Are we she, in the hospital? What happened? Yeah. And she's like, oh, again? And this last time, though, he he stays lucid. He doesn't go back to sleep mm-hmm. or he stays with it, whatever the right word is. And his wife's like, well, so so you're you know, you're back. The nurse comes in, does the you know, who's the president? What year are you? Yeah. Where are you? And he was a little foggy. He didn't know that he was in San Francisco, but he suspected he goes, are we in San Francisco? Yeah, because he's like, wait, didn't know did where we, he was. Didn't we go to San Francisco? His yeah. wife says, listen. Uh, my back is killing me. I've been in this, yeah, this uncomfortable plastic chair, chair for like 24 for, hours. Yeah. Do you mind if I go home and get changed? And when they discharge you, let me know. Yeah. So she's, he, his wife's also like a, a nurse. So yeah. she's very, like, she's, she's aware probably of already and, talked to everybody. So and, she's going to get a, yeah. a little bit of sleep as they're going to mm-hmm. start the process of releasing him from the hospital because he had tubes all hooked up. To him. Yeah. Like EK, he said, he's like, what's this stuff on my chest? And yeah. Yeah. So uh, she leaves. And the nurse comes in and fills out a little bit of paperwork and says, well, you're pretty much good to go, you know. Um, and he, he he stands up. And he, he pulls off all the things. The wires. and he, He's like, I'm going to go. And he, I just go? And she's like, yeah, you're free to go. And he's yeah. like, what? So, so he pulls he, off all the he's things. He's still confused. He just walks out of the hospital. But <laughs> He doesn't have his glasses. Yeah, he's an eye doctor. He doesn't have his glasses. He can't see anything. And so he wanders around. and He sees a yellow blur and he like sticks his hand up. And he's like, it was a taxi. I was pretty sure it was a taxi. And so he, he gets, gets in the... and he's like, take me to this room key. He doesn't even know where. He's like, aha, the hotel. Take me here. And so he finds his way back and his wife is like, they just let you out? What? Ha- You're supposed to call me. Uh, mm. She's so stressed. But it was. Just, I just picture him like blindly wandering around. <laughs> I can't believe they would just let him. I'm, and he's like, Something I'm, was wrong with the paperwork there. They don't just let you leave a hospital. I, I don't think, think he, he was supposed to because he even said, it doesn't seem right. I'm pretty sure I probably wasn't supposed to just leave. Yeah, but you he know. couldn't see where no, to go. He didn't or know what he was doing, but I love that he just. Oh, like, eye doctors. <laughs> oh, Dr. Dickey. Okay. So it says he said bullshit. Like, and they told him he was in a coma for two weeks. Right. And as for escaping, well, the highlight was probably when I decided that I ne- would need to pull out my catheter. Oh. <gasps> Oh, God, I didn't even think about that. Oh. Dude, I you was, don't do that. 
I was not you aware. You can pull a, an IV drip out. Fine, I'm not scared of that. I could even do the 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 trick where you pull the tube out of the throat. Ooh. I think I could do that one. You might gag uh, uh, as you pull it. Ooh. But Wait. the other one that you're mentioning, I was not aware that it had a balloon of air in it. Oh shit! Insert screaming followed by popping sound. No, no, <laughs> no! There, are, is there more details? Drugs make you do crazy things, and painkillers are no exception. The good thing was that after this little episode, the nurses didn't bother putting another catheter in. Sorry to gross you out. You didn't gross me out. I totally appreciate that you um, what you say in regards to paying it forward. I try to be as good to people around me as I can. What conflicts me, though, is being an artist. I sometimes feel like I'm not contributing while I'm drawing or painting. Oops, I just realized this sounds like I'm asking for advice. <gasps> I really just was thinking out loud. It's great to write advice, to you guys. Advice, you say? Hmm. Um, Sean, what advice do you have? Not contributing by drawing and painting. I think well, art is an amazing contribution. If you produce something from out of nowhere, like from inside your head, mm -hmm. and you put something on paper or you make a song or whatever it is, you are contributing because you've given birth to something into this world that previously did not exist. So, Like our friend Bonnie. She creates amazing, beautiful art. The second you create something... What I think is sad is the people who have these ideas but don't create, mm -hmm. therefore you're not contributing to, mm. to, to, to the art. You know what I mean? So but you're yeah, enriching the world by creating. I think art is creator. amazing. But I also think that we're too focused on this like produce, produce, produce. I need to be, you know, contributing, contributing, contributing. There also are times or down times where you just get to like doodle and do your thing and yeah. nobody has to see it or know about it. Don't you think? Yeah, but I think creating is... is oh, it's an amazing thing. Yep. And I think that you should be proud of yourself for actually doing it and it's it's it the world is better if you create things yes i do agree you're better the world is better um that's all i have to say on that okay. do it because i'm really just thinking out loud it's great to write to you guys katie you might chuckle when i say that it feels a bit like journaling the j-bomb bye for now travel 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 dot jeremy thank you to our adelaide correspondent yes uh we greatly appreciate that letter mm -hmm. I, I'm probably going to have a very difficult time uh, getting that image. <laughs> the catheter, man. Jeez, you don't pull. Who was it wrote in before? I forget. Um, it was, I think, name redacted, but or maybe Nathan, but where he got the piercing and it bled in oh, his in blue pants. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the Prince Albert that went like, wrong. Oh, no. Well, he just didn't realize it was bleeding. <laughs> okay. Thank you, travel, 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 Jeremy. Um, and please, if you feel comfortable, could you share a drawing or a painting with us? Pretty, pretty, please. Not of the incident. Oh, no, no. I don't think. <laughs> I think that was very clear. That's something that you created. I'd love to see it and share it. Yeah. Pretty, please. Okay. Next letter. Next letter. Rolling into it. Hi, Katie and Sean. First off, thanks for the great podcast. I'm a night owl, having worked the night shift as a nurse for over 40 Ooh. years. Ooh. I'm. The thing that's funny is... I'm somewhat of a night owl. I'm not, I don't like to go to bed early. I don't like to get up early. I like a lot of sleep, but mm -hmm. I definitely don't mind staying up late. I think if I didn't have to get up early, I wouldn't have that anxiety and the dread of like, fuck, I'm going to be tired tomorrow. I should have gone to bed kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I don't think you're a night owl, but you know, you're a sensible bird that uh, stays <laughs> up till about 10 o'clock and then, you know, you start to think about it, but I, I wouldn't say you're like, Hey, three o'clock in the morning, I'm going to, you know start a project yeah exactly you, no. you don't fall into that category some people do they they enjoy the silence yeah enjoy the silence. i know shane really likes to work at night it's yeah. interesting i wonder part of me thinks that um 
I, I would love to be able to, I know this would be such a privilege, like this is not something that we'd be able to do, but I would love to have the privilege to figure out what my normal cycle is minus clocks. You know, they had those researchers where the, there was no natural light. They like turned and they ended up shifting a little bit. It wasn't crazy, but I want to say they like woke up at noon and stayed up till midnight or one or something. Uh, have to there's re-read two that. big studies that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. One is the first guy who did it. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically went to a cave. I think he was a French researcher in the 70s. Uh-huh. And he wanted to know what the circadian rhythm was. Mm-hmm. He went to this cave sort of structure. And his I think he was there for over a month. Yeah, Maybe they're usually longer. like 30, 60 days. Yeah, and I think his his started to drift. Mm-hmm. So he, he wanted to know why the drift happened. And then there was another one that I had read about, uh, and that one was like way off. It it, yeah. it almost flipped. Oh, interesting. Yeah, the pe- and there was several people in that one. Yeah, that's the one I'd read about because there were like two women and two men, I think, that yeah. did it for, I, wa- I want to say two or three months. Yeah. Uh, also, it's interesting. You know, yeah, anyways. <laughs> okay. It says... Uh, okay, I'm a night owl having worked the night shift for over 40 years. I'm retired now, but old habits die hard. Right. That's like my mom. She's going to retire, and she's used to getting up. So she has to be to work at 7, you guys. And she gets up. Remember that time they came to visit us? So my mom and Larry came to visit us. I want to say this is like two Christmases ago, or I don't know if it was even Christmas. Maybe they just came to visit. But I got up at like 9 or 9.30, and I think Larry got up around the same time, and then you you know, came out shortly thereafter. And my mom didn't. And around 10, 10, 15 or 1030, Larry, I think it was like 1030. Larry and I were like, I said, go check, make sure she's breathing. You start to get worried. Sure enough, she just slept in. And I have to be honest, it made me feel good that she felt relaxed enough here to just zonk. Also, they had an early flight the day before, so that might have affected it. But we didn't keep them up late. Like they were tired by like nine. Yeah. She's got mama had like she needed the the 13 hour sleeps. (laughs) Okay. Um, okay. When you release, when your new release comes out, I always save it to watch in the early hours of the morning. So when I laugh out loud, I don't startle my cats. <laughs> cats are also nocturnal. So hopefully my loud guffawing doesn't awaken them as he gets traumatized easily. So sensitive. He already has PTSD from falling from the window after pushing out the screen while sunbathing on the windowsills as kittens. DBT for cats is not cheap. <laughs> We're going to work on some distress tolerance. I just sounded like Angela just then. By the way, he is now a huge cat, weighing almost 20 pounds. Wow. That's a big cat. That's a big kitty. He's a beautiful smoky gray, and his name is Smudge. That's a fun name. I'm going to have a, a lot of fun naming our dogs. I've already been testing things out with you. I don't know if you've noticed. Yeah. I was like, what if we name them like Spices? Yeah. Like, this one's Paprika. If it's an orange dog, sure. Get a Corgi. Yeah. Problem solved. You call him Stumpy. You know. No, how Smudge is. Hey, Stumpy. No, no, no. Tick, 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 tick. Takes him forever to get there. So got little cute. legs, but you know. I'd I'd rather call him Little Smokey. You the know? Corgi. Yeah, like the little wieners that you get. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Little Smokies. Right. Okay, my cat before him was orange. And white, a white striped tabby, equally as large, by the name, the cool name of, <laughs> by the name of LL Cool Bean. <laughs> it's good. I like that. These are so good. Or Beanie for short. I also had two females in the past named Sassy and Little Bit. Sadly, Little Bit ran away on January 8th. Oh, I'm so sorry. We That's like uh, Toby, our kitty cat. He ran away. Oh. 
I still miss her. I love the conversation about bands or singers you come in contact with before they make it big. So here's my story. Okay. I grew up in Toledo, Ohio. Yeah, I know. Yonsville. I actually didn't think that. I went to Columbus, Ohio to play softball back in eighth grade, ninth grade. Okay. So, you know, 14 maybe. Ah, you were, you went there to see the Toledo Mud Hens play? No, but no? this is Columbus. So it was like, uh, I was probably 14, 15 years old. We went to play softball there. It was oh, okay. a competition. It was like the world, I don't even know. I don't know what it was called. Anyway. The World Softball Challenge? But I don't know if it, I mean, Tri-state. World Tournament, at maybe the U.S. I don't know. Anyway, we went there and I thought that Columbus, Ohio was beautiful. You could see, it was very flat. I will explain. It was like planes. Coming from Washington, my mom's like, you can see forever. <laughs> we were like, this is beautiful. It says, it wasn't noted for necessarily getting big names for concerts unless they were rock bands, which I wasn't into at the time. Okay. Fortunately, age and improved taste cured that. But I digress. In the early 1980s, one Sunday afternoon, a friend of my mother's called to say she had tickets to a concert at the Stranahan Theater, which was one of Toledo's classier venues and classy so classy and did a do her husband became ill and they weren't able to go and wondered if we wanted them of course we said yes options for entertainment on a sunday night in toledo were definitely limited (laughs) we went to the concert and it was a performer we had never heard of he was a one-man show who performed for two hours wow that's quite a feat who is this person you gotta wait for it Okay, okay singing playing the piano entertaining with clever stories and banter all without intermission wow The guy was phenomenal, and we talked about it for days. Most notable was that if you closed your eyes, you'd swear you were listening to Frank Sinatra. It wasn't until a couple of years later, when he released his first album, that we realized we had seen none other than Michael Buble. Damn. Wow. Two hours. We will never forget that concert. He's from Tirana, isn't he? Yeah, that or Vancouver. Maybe from Moostra. Maybe. Yeah. What a fun name, Moostra. He's from Yellowknife. So many fun names in Canada. Yeah. That's amazing. I also that love, is amazing. I love uh, that can you Michael imagine seeing these people like yeah before they're famous. Yeah, he was really working hard for the money there. He works hard for his money. Work hard for the money. Two hours without intermission. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Not too shabby. Ooh. I love that he is part of that uh, the bubble, the buble, bubbly water I marketing. Don't know what that is. Oh my god! So there's this new mar- There's this sparkling water. It's like a LaCroix uh, or a Spindrift type competitor. Okay. And it's called uh, Bubble, or like Buble is the joke, right? So it's like B-U-B-L-E okay. with an you know, accent. It doesn't though. But in the commercial, he puts the accent. So it's like Buble. <laughs> and he's Good like, it's Buble. It's so funny. I really, I really appreciate it. Yeah. It's cute. Another thing I wanted to touch on was a comment you made regarding healthcare workers and compassion fatigue. Okay. I am so very concerned about the fallout they're facing as a result of the pandemic. This is a huge concern for me as one who's been in the trenches. I hope and pray there are enough resources to help them process all the death and horror they've seen and endured during this unprecedented time. I agree. And that our government doesn't just abandon them, which they have a history of doing. She didn't say that. That's me adding my own commentary. BTW. I just envisioned another post-Vietnam war or Desert Storm Afghanistan type situation where there is no government support in terms of monetary or counseling opportunities. It's very worrisome to me. Thanks for providing providing such interesting, entertaining content. Keep up the good work. Best wishes, Karen. Uh, Woodville, Ohio. Even smaller, more obscure than Toledo, but I love small town living. I do too. Thanks, Karen. Yeah, there should be a federal program uh, to deal with the mental health component of, because there's the physical health component of what just happened. Yeah. 
but the mental health component, this is going to go on for quite some time. I know. I was debating doing a video about like the ram, the ripple effects of it and ramifications. Where are we five years? It from just now? seems so dreary. You know, I'm like, so. womp, womp, womp. I know. I didn't want to bring yep. us down. Womp, womp. Okay. Hey guys, I'm like snuff a love this on <laughs> Sesame Street. Oh hey. Oh. Um. Or uh, Eeyore. And yeah. Winnie the Pooh. Okay, I don't want to be typecast. I'm. I gotta bring e- some funniness. Either so. way, you gotta be like blue or purple or something. So that's, okay. that's your new color scheme. But thank you, Karen. That's I worry about that too. And also, Michael Bublé. Fucking amazing. How cool. Next letter? Yeah, sure. Let's go. We're, do it. We're do going through it. the letters. I do hope you're enjoying today. And basically, if you're, um, you're going to be here for episode 53, we're going to be doing something a little different. Although we're still encouraging you to send in letters. And we'll have a topic by the end of this episode, what you can talk about. We're also going to do something where you can send in audio. Now... <gasps> They won't be, we're going to have a time limit on it because it's more just like to throw it out there. Just see if we get some fun audio clips. Yeah, like 30 seconds, 60 um, seconds. What are you thinking? Yeah, I, I think I have to look to see what it's set at. But whatever it's set at, I'll have a, a link in this podcast. I think it's usually 30 seconds. In the description. And then you'll be able to visit that link, click record, whether it's from your cell phone or from your computer, whatever, and uh, send in a, a message. Um, Yay, if you, wanna... you can help us pronounce things properly. I feel like we're always mispronouncing things. Yes. So help us, please. Also, Lord help us. Lord help us. Um, and we'll probably do like two an episode. Yeah, I don't know. Um, w- Time will tell. It'll this be a little different than reading the letters. Like we'll we'll just pick and choose, and or maybe we'll just randomly pull them. I don't know. Um, I think it's more fun for it to be random. Random. Like I like to read the letters not having read them prior, because yeah. then I get to react in real time and not be like, oh yeah, this letter. Ho, yeah. Ho, ho. I just print them out. And- okay. Next letter. Howdy do, Sean and Katie. Howdy do. Howdy. Howdy. I'm a longtime listener of all your podcasts, but OTDM is keeping me going through these challenging times. Yay. In your latest episode, you asked for ideas of where to go snowboarding. Yes, yes. If you're getting on a plane, then you might as well come back to Scotland. Ooh. I couldn't agree more. The Karen. Karen Gorms. Karen Gorms. Karen Gorms. Thank you. We've got good mountains with ski centers on them, and if you want more of a city break than Edinburgh... Edinburgh has a dry ski slope. What does that mean? A dry ski slope and ski center. Perfect if you just want to spend a few hours on the slope instead of all day. Oh, that's cool. What's a dry ski slope? You see them uh, online. They, it's like a little rubber uh, component. They're little, they look like grass blades almost. Mm-hmm. And so it's like uh, an astroturf that you're riding down on. What? Yeah, they've got wet ones and they've got dry ones. What? Yeah. I have to look this up. Yeah. Hey, did you guys know that was a thing? I did not know that was a thing. Plus, the city is only a couple hours drive from the mountains, so you can do both if you really want. Okay. Ooh. If you decide on Edinburgh stay, and on an Edinburgh stay, hit me up, and I'll tell you all the great sights to see. Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Burr. Berg. Berg. Edinburgh. Edinburgh. E D I N B U R G H. Edinburgh. Oh. Right. <laughs> hey, welcome to the podcast where we mispronounce things. I have no idea. Please, Edinburgh. please, Roe, who wrote this, help us. Edinburgh? I thought it was Edinburgh. Please, Roe, you're our only help. Uh, well, only hope. I was trying to quote Star Wars. Yeah, it but you didn't do it very It was good not a very good Princess Leia. Okay, you also asked us to tell you your stories about, or you also asked us to tell you our stories about when we met celebrities. I'm not sure this counts, but a few years ago, I met Ali Halise, a video game voice actor at Comic-Con. counts if you if you know the... The person's it work. It all counts. I paid $60 to get her autograph. Well, hey, 
Well, not dollars, pounds, but whatever. You know, let's not, we don't have to split hairs here. Surprisingly, I found myself so starstruck that I couldn't speak. I have felt that way sometimes when I meet celebrities. I'm mm-hmm. like, I th- like mm-hmm. you know, you have all these witty things you're going to say, and then you're like, you said nothing. That happened with me and uh, Pee Wee Herman, or uh, Paul Rubens. Oh, really? Yeah, we ran into him at that event after uh, we were at the Sagers from Center for the Arts to see Whipped Cream, which was the Mark Ryden uh, Oh, I forgot stylized. he was there. Yeah, yeah. He was at the party afterwards. Mm-hmm. And so Weird Al was there. Mm -hmm. I was stoked on Weird Al. And man, that guy has some great hair. Weird Al is not aging. No. He looks younger now. I don't understand how this works, but. He's got some good genes, man. Uh, I believe he's from Canada. He is. I think he's a. We claim. You can totally claim him. Al Yankovic. He's from Toronto. Yeah. Anyways. uh, But yeah, Paul Rubin. uh, Paul Rubens. I think it's an S at the end. Do you remember? I was like, I do. You were oh, very weird. Yeah, I froze in the middle of a party. Usually, I'm moving, I'm fluid, I'm going That's from appetizer station to appetizer that station. That is true. Mm-hmm. And I froze in the middle of the party, and I looked across the room. I was like, Oh my god! Oh my god! I don't know if I've had I have a good example of that, but I do remember this particular interview with Carrie Underwood, who had said, and part of me just felt like you got famous when you're too young because you don't understand or something because she said that sometimes she meets meets people like fans and she's like i'm always friendly and you can come say hi and she goes and someone walked up to me and was like i forget what they said something like hi i I love your music uh uh, what's your favorite song or something and she's like sometimes i think this is your chance to say something and you can say something you don't have to ask me that like well my technique was i picked up an appetizer and looked at him at which point we made eye contact Mm -hmm. and but this magic moment started playing in my head with my appetizers. I was walking towards him and he was looking at me and he didn't look away. Usually a celebrity looks and looks away real quick, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't I'm look guessing. at that many like, celebrities. What are, what are, why is he going to stare at me, you know? So, but we made eye contact and this uh, tractor beam uh, mm-hmm. pulled me, you know, I walked across the room eating my appetizer, looking at Pee Wee Herman. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to talk to Pee Wee. This is going to be amazing. And I got closer, and then he just, left. He, he he wasn't looking at me. <laughs> he was the person next to me. Weird Al Yankovic was at the next table. Oh, he but, he probably knew him. I was like, hey, hey, buddy. Yes, the whole time. But, but I noticed could, as I walked closer. But you could have said, hey, I'm a huge fan. Well, I didn't want to interrupt his gazing at Weird Al Yankovic. That's yeah. not an interruption. Gazing is not. <laughs> oh my god. But I made it very close, and when it dawned on me that he was not looking at me, because I, you know, I was about four tables away. So at first it felt like he was looking at me because Weird Al was right next to me yeah. at the next table. That's so funny. I remember my feet were <sighs> killing. Yeah. We had to stand. Everything was standing and I had heels on. Yeah. Bad idea, Katie. Bad choice. These heels were a bad choice. Um, yeah. That's that's the way it goes. That's it. It's the way so, she goes. Yeah, that's, that's I don't my know if I've had, big story. Anyway, Carrie Underwood had said something about like, you have this one opportunity and that's what you're going to say, you know, like, Right. Come on. And I'm like, you don't realize, because like, you can't recognize that people are like, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I can't. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's my one shot. I'm going to tell them everything they need to I'm know. And we're going to become best I'm friends. I'm freaking out. Stay calm. Right. People oh. get so excited. Um, yeah. So, so surprisingly, she found herself so star- starstruck that she couldn't speak. Poor Allie had a very one-sided conversation with me, which my friend recorded on her phone. Oh, uh, gotta love a good friend. The video is brought out every time we all get together and we all have a big laugh about it. I decided not to meet any more celebrities after that. Take good care, Ro. That's fair. Yeah. And she says, P.S. 
Gloucester, whatever we were saying, is pronounced Gloucester. Gloucester. Thank you. Roe, also help us with Edinburgh. I thought it was Edinburgh. Edinburgh has a G. Okay. Well, Ep- we yeah. don't know how to pronounce it. You guys? And uh, we... I'm not ashamed of it. You know, nope. there's a lot of town names out there. I grew up in North America where most are, uh, you know, Aboriginal name, not Aboriginal. Um, Inuit? No. Uh, What's the term? You have uh, Native American and Indigenous. Thank ah, you. Thank you. Indigenous Peoples Day. Yeah, yes. You, yeah. So that just happened. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the the words that I, you know. And so when you get to Europe, you're like, mm-hmm. eh, you know, you read it and it's not common. Yeah. Um, so that's, I think we talked about Larry King on last week's episode, which is kind of unfortunate because he passed away this week. Well, don't talk about me this week. No, but it was just, it's just unfortunate because I was talking about how my old boss Edna loved him so much. Oh, I thought you were meaning we jinxed him. No, I just meant that it was interesting that we mentioned it and now he passed away and it's sad. And of all the like celebrity stories, he was so lovely. He was so nice to everybody. And Edna was kind of, it reminded me because it's so starstruck, she couldn't speak. My boss Edna super sweet, couldn't love her more. And she, I've never seen her like this where she was like, like a little girl, like, you know. And and she said, can we go? I said, well, follow him. We'll go go ask, you know, tell him you love his stuff or whatever. And I, I don't care, you know, because she was like, well, do we have to be anywhere? I was like, no, this is, you know. Yeah. He's always at Nate Nails. We happen to be at Nate Nails and you ran into him. So let's go. So then she like we ended up in the same elevator to the parking garage. Surprise, surprise. And also she's kind of following him. And then. She said something like, you know, I'm such a big fan. I've been watching you for... And he's like, that is so great to hear. I'm so glad that you've been enjoying it. It's wonderful to meet you. I'm Larry. And she's like, I'm Edna. And I was like, so nice. It's fantastic. When when someone does that, you know. Yeah, that's like... uh, Took nothing out of his day for the most part. Yeah. I mentioned this before, but like Brian uh, Glazer. Grazer. Grazer. Grazer, yeah. Grazer. Um, Anyway, when we met him at Zeitgeist, because he just gave such a great talk, really. Right. And I was like, that was really touching. I really appreciate it. He was like, thank you for taking the time to come over and tell me. That means a lot. Like, so nice. I'm like, me? Thank me? Well, now I'm confused. Do I say thank you again? Well, I'm so awkward. Walk away, Katie. Just walk away. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, uncomfortable situations. Okay. So thank you, Ro. And please, somebody let us know if Edinburgh is Edinburgh, Edinburgh. And what did you think? Edinburgh. (laughs) Settled by uh, Spanish settlers. Um, that's fair yeah. we haven't had mexican food in a long time i'm hungry for mexican food always and it was sad i oh, wonder Pico so de Gallo. there's this local restaurant in santa monica called we used to go there all the time we love our old haunts you guys if you want to find us in santa monica before we move you won't because we're not leaving our house but back in the day the best way to find us would have been in an old haunt shay j casa escobar Mount- Shay J is cool because that one is w- was used for the TV show Goliath. Mm-hmm. It's where he hangs out the bar. Remember, Larry and, and was so excited at. that we had been the there motor before. Large. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a real, uh, it's an old haunt of Santa Monica. But you were saying, uh, yeah, but there's a there's a bunch of them in Santa Monica that we tend to prefer and spend most of our time at, um, and places where we know the people or the owners, like what used to be uh, Copadoro, now is Linnea. Yeah. We would go there. Well, or El Cortez is the one that we go to. No, not El Cortez. No, Casa Escobar. Casa Escobar is the one. El Cortez is down by Patsy's in Orange County. That's right. (laughs) What year is it? Where are you? Did you have, did you slip into a coma really quickly? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Where am I? 
No, but Casa Escobar, we I used to love it. And because I know restaurants are having a tough time, I was like, ooh, I'll see if they're doing delivery. They're completely closed. I, I have a funny feeling. They're not on the list of closures, though, because I check that list all the time. Yeah, I, I have a funny feeling that they are just dormant. Yeah, uh, might be waiting. cheaper right now. I believe it's cheaper. They own the building outright, I think. Yeah, anyway, um, it's it's a so. old haunt in Santa Monica. It's wonderful. If you want to know what California looked like in the late 60s mm-hmm. uh 70s i don't even know I'm, i think that's why i like bosch so much because he goes to like the musso and franks and the yeah old there places. is if you get rid of all the stucco and shitty signs and whatever that pollutes the city mm-hmm. the bones of los angeles they're wonderful it's art yeah. deco it's what made when america was really starting to boom you know and there was massive growth in california and along with that a lot of money and so there were these grand hotels, and in those grand hotels are these amazing, yeah, amazing restaurants, restaurants and, and they're bars still there. And yeah, it's like yeah, Musso and Frank's is another good one. Yeah. Carney's, which sounds, it's about as fancy as it sounds, um, but it has like it's just burgers, hot dogs, and you know, it's it's a old railway. Uh, what do you call it? Cart. Rail car. Yeah. Rail cart. Um, railway cart anyway that's big in long island they do that in long island everywhere it's always these train cart diners i think it's cute oh it's true you're you're right but in la this is the only one i know of and maybe there are others but it's off of sunset boulevard and it's been there forever and you can eat your heart out for like eight dollars or fifteen dollars i'll tell you what uh and this is a challenge to anyone who's listening Mm -hmm. los angeles makes the best hamburgers in the world. Yeah. I've been around the world and I, I, I have not seen or tasted a better hamburger. They, mm. I would have thought New York City maybe or no. I don't know, somewhere in Wisconsin. We're all about the burgers here. Holy smokes. The burgers, first of all, everyone makes a hamburger. I don't care if you are the, yeah, the biggest, baddest restaurant. restaurant. Uh, Gotta have a burger. Even uh, Les Trois Mecs, yeah, that which is out. by Chef Ludo. That yeah, it, it closed. Um, they had a cheeseburger mm-hmm. on the fucking menu, and that thing was like probably you know a thirty six dollar. Uh, probably eighteen usually at fancy restaurants like eighteen or twenty two. Well, Tom yeah, Mac was pretty fucking. Chef bougie. Ludo is expensive, right? Yeah. And he's like Thomas Keller prices. And, yeah, but anyway, but we, man, we were gonna hamburgers. go there. I remember one time cool. as for an event like our anniversary or something, but it was so expensive. Um, yeah, L A knows its burgers, and there's for a long time the reigning king was Father's Office. Everybody oh, said they had boy, the best boy. burger. I Hats don't, the chef. but I'm not that big. I've never loved it as much. Like we, now we're doing black sheep burgers. They're two by two. Delicious. I don't agree. I think the black sheep burger is a little on the dry side. Father's office is more of a moist burger. But it has, it has stuff that shows that I don't think belong on like a classic burger. I'm a classic burger girl. So like in and out, double, double classy. Got to keep it classy. Um, I would even argue that the burgers at Ingo's minus those weird pickles that they make themselves that I think taste like mold. They're delicious. <laughs> Aside from the moldy flavored pickles, well, say I'd say this burger you is say pretty good. You say pickles on the side. Yeah, and we learned we, that. Yeah, we learned that. And we even told them, we're like, we love you guys, but like these pickles taste like mold. And she's like, some people think that. And I'm like, maybe stop making the pickles that way or buy different pickles. Yeah. Who wants a moldy something? And she's like, I think it's the coriander. And I was like, that's not coriander. Um, moldy coriander, maybe. <laughs> but they have such a good burger that you, you'll you eat around the mold because it's I so good. I kept eating it so good. And mm-hmm. even their uh, French dip 
Now I'm just hungry. Fuck this. Soak up the moldy pickle juice with the bun. You know what I want for their stories? What? You can tell me if you disagree. Okay. So I'd like you to write in. Is this for next week? Yes. All right. To otdmpod at gmail.com and share one of two things. Either one, your favorite meal out, like a restaurant you used Ooh. to go to and your favorite thing that you used to be able to get. Walk us through it, though. Like when we were able to go out, when quarantine didn't happen, yeah, what when we was visit, it like? Where did you go? What Who did, did you go with? What'd you do? What'd was it a good experience? Was it a bad experience? What'd you drink? What'd you eat? Tell us. Oh, describe every moment. Yeah, Let's live vicariously mm-hmm. through your stories. Or mm-hmm. if you live in a town that maybe just doesn't have that great of food and you're like, hey, we don't go out that much. What's your favorite meal that you cook? And then please share a recipe. Oh, share your recipes yeah, for sure. For we sure. get bored. Super bored. We did get... um I'm bored. Uh, and somebody called from that. Hungary? Uh, oh, yes. Uh, it was... Is it bro- Hungary or Hungary? Hung- like Calgary? Hung- no, Hungary. <laughs> I think it's Hungary. Uh, it's Hungaria, I believe, to the Hung- Hungarians. Okay. Anyway, Bogey, our friend, is Hungarian, as well as Christina. Yes. Christina P. gave us her... Uh, what was that called? Papri- pa- chicken paprikas. Delicious. We've made it like five times. Thanks. Thanks, see. Then it's really good. our friend Bogey gave us that other recipe, which was like potatoes and, and sausages. Paprika. I see a theme and with paprika. the Hungarians. It was potatoes, sausages, um, had some cheese or something. Remember then we baked it? Yep. It was delicious. It was pretty amazing. I forget what it was called, but it's like one of her classic comfort foods from home, she said. Yeah, it made me a little fluffy after eating a pan of it. <laughs> it was it was a little a little on the the you know, the fatty side. It was it's delicious. Delicious. Super delicious. Okay. Moving on. Katie and Sean. Hello, hello. Hello. On your last podcast, you guys were talking about zebras. Zebras. Zed. Well, I'm known as a zebra. Oh. I have an invisible disease known as uh, H-E-D-S, Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, hypermobile type. Interesting. Hypermobile I'm, type. Uh, yeah. The saying I'm sure you might have heard is when you hear hoof beats, think of horses, not zebras. I have heard that. Wait, what? <clears throat> you When you hear like hoof, the yeah. sounds of hooves, Those hoof, are horses? hoof beats, think horses, not zebras. Why zebras don't have hooves? No, it's... Finely it's, manicured hooves? It's a saying, Sean. It's an old saying. And it, it's it's essentially like uh, when it comes to medical stuff, they I don't know if this is true. You guys and I could look it up to I was just going to double check myself, but I'll just tell you what I think. So when it's pretty much when you hear it's like a, akin to what you think is going to ha- is happening is probably the most likely thing to happen. Like so if you hear hoof beats, think horses, not zebras. Chances of being a zebra are pretty slim uh, compared okay. to I've never heard the same. Oh, really? Yeah. But in medicine, they always say like. If you're looking like, okay, I'm having like arrhythmias, think AFib, don't think something random like this really wild okay. disease. And I could be. We we always said a zebra can't change its stripes. but <laughs> Yes. So the, let me see what the saying. It says. Um, Are you fact checking yourself? Yeah, it says perhaps you've heard the saying when you hear hoofbeats, think horses, not zebras. If you're not fearful, blah, blah, blah. if you're not familiar with the expression, it means that when searching for an explanation, you should always consider the obvious possibilities before thinking about unlikely options. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, it's okay. an old saying. It says EDS is a, a connective tissue disease, and as of right now, there are 13 different types, with hypermobile being the most common. Okay. It takes years to get a diagnosis, and then when it is diagnosed, you find out and it's not something that goes away i've had at least 13 doctors and i've had multiple surgeries and i'm only 41 year old female wow 
Both of you guys keep me laughing. I'm able to get my mind off of the pain. Now, I might have to go see my spinal surgeon about a C-spine, neck pain. Keep up the good work and stay health, healthy. Sincerely, Heather. Heather, I'm glad that we could give, bring some levity. And also, there's... um. There's our, I'm sure you're aware. I'm not probably not telling you anything that you don't already know. But I, when I used to do the Healthy Voices event. Oh, yes, yes. There were a lot of people raising awareness for essentially. Uh, Advocacy. They were advocating their. For, for unknown diseases, kind of. It's not, I don't even call unknown, but it's like. Uh, rare. 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 And I forget the organization. If I can find the link to what they're doing. I'll let you know because I know that the girl who was heading it and was part of it and as such came to the Healthy Voices Conference said there were like support groups and stuff. Okay. So that might be helpful too. So um, Healthy Voices is what? Oh, it's a health advocates conference that is sponsored by Janssen and put on every year usually. Janssen, J&J. Pharmaceuticals, yeah, Johnson, J&J. Johnson, mm-hmm. Okay. And it's just to support health advocacy. We've gotten grants that have allowed us to caption our videos in the past oh yeah we were able to caption our videos in english and in spanish which i thought was wonderful yeah. did um, we get chinese or i think that's when they said no no we didn't uh they, yeah, they did not it got uh, denied. give us that well we had won the grant two years in a row and i thought that's wonderful it's time for someone else i would to rather get it. someone else get it um yeah so yes but it was really it was really great and we, i love healthy voices i wonder if they have someone who's uh I don't know because I do remember speaking EDS. to the. I think the woman at the time who was heading up the rare diseases thing. Okay. I feel like she has what Carly in our community has, and it's um, Hashimoto's. Okay. I thought it was that, but I might be wrong. That might not be as rare as I think it is, and and it might just be because I talked to Carly a lot, so now it's in my head. Okay. Um, but anyway, I'll I'll look into that because maybe there's some resources out there we could offer. And you keep up your good work and you stay healthy too. I'm yeah. glad that you're seeing for someone taking care of yourself. Hmm. Well, okay. uh, are you ready? Yeah. This yeah. one is very intense and I'm ready to jump into it. The title of this email is A Celebrity Drew Me Naked. What? They drew you naked. Hi, Katie and naked. Sean. I hope my clickbait subject line finds you well. I've learned a thing or two from YouTube. Wink, wink, wink. I'm reporting for duty on a celebrity encounter. Oh. One thing I love to do is to go to lectures and book signings of my favorite authors. Me too. Back in the day, I think I already talked about this, is Lori Nataro. Okay. I love Lori Nataro. She has amazing books such as I Thought You Would Be Prettier, a memoir, and things that are wonderful. And I love her. And I had just finished her latest book. And I was walking by at the time, Barnes & Noble's on 3rd Street when I lived down on 5th. Because I'd gotten groceries, at, or I I love to peruse. You guys, I'm a I'm a wanderer. I like to wander about a town and pop into shops and stores. Right. So on a day of wandering, wandering by Barnes and Nobles, who is coming to do a book signing? Lori fucking Nataro. Whoa! I was so excited, so I got to meet her. And I've never, I would always meet people if I get the chance. So, you I, know, I would rather meet a beautiful mind than a beautiful face, and here's why. So okay. if I was going, and I'll make it quick, but mm-hmm. I was just thinking of this as you were, I was like, what if I met a, a celebrity, you know, like this, mm-hmm. this stunning woman, you know, and you're like, wow, what a, what a beauty. But what else is there? You're just going to ogle the person a little bit and appreciate their looks, their symmetry, oh, like whatever it is. That, you mean? Yeah. Just pick somebody, a yeah. supermodel or something. I'm just making mm-hmm. up somebody. Uh, 
all you can do is look at the person, appreciate them, but for how long? After a while, it's going to get boring. You Maybe, know? unless they also have a wonderful mind. Well, that could be it. But I would rather... God's a fair man, though. But if if you were going to uh, meet someone who, who you know, mm-hmm. has this this whatever about them, I would rather be a beautiful mind because once you then, you know, stop your eyes uh, from roaming all around. You sound like such a creeper. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Don't no. meet Sean in public. Hey, he's gonna, hey. He's going to ogle you for 25 minutes. I never minutes. do this either. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to explain like, but this way, if, if you met. Um, You're saying there's more, it's like the old adage, there's more to them than what meets the eye and then you can have real conversations. And There's an usually, adage for this? An old adage. Oh. Okay. Well, yeah. So basically mm-hmm. if I met an author that I really like, then the relationship could continue. You Which could is have, what this story is. Oh, I guess author. I should just shut up and let it No, roll. but I'm just saying that's what they're talking about. Yeah, like you get to, if you have a chance to, to meet somebody, there could be more to it. But mm-hmm. with it, with looks, it's just a one-way, it's like a billboard. It's not like a smile, way. take a picture, sign They're not looking at something. you and saying, look at you, you stunner, Sean. You know? <laughs> they could be. But they're thinking maybe he has a big brain because he didn't win the looks department. You know, that's... Hey, I find you very attractive. <laughs> so a couple of years ago, David, I don't know if it's David Sedaris or David Sedaris. Ooh, I don't know. I always say Sedaris, but correct me if I'm wrong. But what, he was in town, and I was fast enough to buy tickets. Nice. I would have loved to see David Sedaris. As I stood in line before the event, I noticed he had a full set of markers on the table. I didn't know it at the time, but his signature thing for book signings is to doodle a unique something next to his signature in your book while he's chatting with you. Wow. Sorry, guys. I I can't doodle f- worth a shit. Oh, no, never- you can doodle. I mean, what, like hearts and stars? Or You're not going to be doing landscape portraits or anything. <laughs> I can't even draw like a bunny. Like yeah. I could do a stick figure and you could all get different types of hairs. Some curly, some straight, some have fingers, some don't. I don't know, one's wearing high heels. It's <laughs> like the limits of my doodles. Okay. So that's really cool. When I got to the front of the line, he asked me my name. Then if I was a teenager... Sort of an odd question, especially when you're 30. (laughs) (laughs) When I said no, he started drawing. I did the best at small talk I could do while being a little starstruck and distracted, keeping an eye on the page the whole time. I couldn't for the life of me figure out where this was going. Then, with a smile, he pushed the book back toward me and said cheerfully, but matter-of-factly, that's you naked from behind. (laughs) I said, oh, thanks. Check first. Are you a teenager? No. Check out these bazoombas. (laughs) Well, from behind, so your butt cheeks. Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks. And I walked away. It sort of took a moment to process, uh, rightfully so. So I won't be doing any of that doodling. So anyway, that's the story of a time. That's a, you did amazing clickbait. That's a good title. That was a good clickbaity. It was celebrity. It's not, it's not clickbait if it's true. It's true, right? So anyways, that's the story of the time a famous uh, guy or gay man drew a naked portrait of me. Kind of. I've attached the photo to prove I'm no liar. Put it on the screen right there. I want to see it. Can you bring it up? Oh, yeah. He was a very personable guy. I love that he draws something different in each book and would recommend a Google search on a bunch of the ones that are out there. That's so cool that people are sharing that, and it's awesome that he does that. Congratulations to you both on a year of the OTDM podcast. I look forward to it every week. You kept me entertained in quarantine, and for that, I thank you, Ashley. Thank you, Ashley. And I I cannot wait to see this photo. Oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's pretty darn good. It right? is. It's actually a pretty good doodle. Yeah. And you don't really see your butt cheeks. So he kept you modest. I appreciate that. <laughs> it looks like it's part of the book. I bet you this book would be better with, if they with printed a, that. With a doodle? A little bit of personal. He does like sedaris. colors. That's why he has all of his uh, markers and stuff. I'm really impressed. Oh, 
That's why the markers are on the table because he he draws like in different colors. I was just I was I, just scanning yeah. for for a celebrity. I didn't re- yeah, yeah. Okay. cool. Okay, thank you, Ashley. Thank you. That's awesome. How much time do we have? What are we doing here? Uh, One fifty six. We should probably wrap it. Oh, last next, letter. Yeah, last letter. Okay. Uh, and if and your letter didn't get read, I'll I'll take care of those. We will. Uh, you don't need to do that. I'll just I just separate. I like to be organized. He doesn't. That's a lie. Okay. <laughs> all right captain throw me under the bus what do we have next no we talked about this last time you're like i like everything in its place i just don't always but they like you don't know this you said it on the last pod you said but i just don't always like to put things back where they go i'm a contrarian this week i'm neat last week i was messy mm. yeah okay we don't know what to make of you okay hello again your toes with uh uh-huh. yeah yeah okay okay Hello again, my beloved YouTubians. That's fun. I like that word, YouTubians. When people ask what I want to be called, I should say licensed therapist and YouTubian. YouTubian. And then I'll do something like this, like, nope, nope. Like, make a little <laughs> signal. <laughs> and then I'll be like, headline, Katie Morton's lost her marbles. Okay. A week ago, I entertained you guys with the story all about how my mom wouldn't let me dye her my hair pink. Ah. We're back. We're back. We're back. Okay. Um. Well, I'm here today with an encore. Act one, scene two, if you will. The finishing touches were put in place. The boat has been floated. We are good to go. So after watching the last podcast, I finally managed to convince her, with the help of you two bona fide adults, of course. Two days later, she basically threw me in the car and we drove fast to the hair salon. Don't worry, we were back home before we could say Corona. My mom was in sixth gear and was driving as if no policemen were looking. The species known as coiffure sur- surely did something to my hair. That rhymed. That's like a... Coiffure. 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 I said it like an American. Honestly, if my hair entered in, um, entered in combustion, I would not have been surprised. Anyway, after a few geologic errors, my hair was finally unicorn pink. Well, what went on with your, your mom that... Uh... And oh my God, I've, made never a 180. Looked, I've never looked so good. <laughs> Did she give a photo? No, I'm just. No. But she said that I would have to keep retouching because it fades away pretty quickly. Yes. Okay. I'd been warmed of that. Thank you very much, Queen Katie the second. Yes, I told you. But that's the price you pay when you want to be iconic. I agree. Actually, there is a price to everything in life. Haven't you noticed? Sugar, there's a price for that. Trash bags, something you use to put stuff in that has no monetary value in it. Has a price tag on it. There, uh, There's the rub for when whilst you bear thy waist to the fullest extent. They will never know. I enjoy her writing. It's very fun. She's 15. I like to read she it. Re- she like writes a, like, a, like a, a college student. It's a, it's a beautiful uh, thing. And an excellent yeah. English lit major. It's amazing. <laughs> what is going on? What What are you studying? You're very yeah, good. good. Very, she's, she's wicked smat. It's wicked smat. Anyway. I would send you guys a picture of me with majestic pink hair, but my mom thinks everyone in the internet is a child predator. That's fair. Yes. Kudos to your mom. She doesn't know. We could be fucking weirdo people. Yep. So that won't happen anytime soon. However, here's a drawing. I like to do drawings that I made of myself while channeling my inner Leonardo da Vinci Caprio. (laughs) Oh, beautiful. So you left it kind of blonde at the top. (gasps) She's very strong-willed. I like it. Oh, and you have different colored eyes? Nicole, 
Also, you're a fucking amazing drawer. Jesus, where does where does the talent end? Where? I don't see a place. Thanks for writing in. Yeah, I have to go now. My mom is yelling from the kitchen. Mm. Read this last part with an Italian accent. Nicole! She, I have to read it. Well, no, with an Italian accent. No, oh, I was yelling as a buzzer. Like mom. a very strong R. Okay, so very. I don't know how to do it. How do I do an Italian? I don't know. Keep to, going. That's pretty good. I, I love like you all very, very, very much. Your podcast is amazing. I love it. I like you guys. You say are saying nothing and everything at the same time. More like a Sardinian uh, accent, but very close. Send me an email with your autographs. I'll print and put them on my wall. Bye-bye, Nicole. We can do that. <laughs> we can do that, Nicole. I hope I didn't offend any Italians. <laughs> if so, I'll make a retraction next week. Just You can just wait for that. In response to is Sean. Is it raining outside? I think it is. It's raining, and we have new neighbors. So if you hear things on our microphone. Um, but the rain. The rain The rain sounds wonderful. The neighbors, I'm actually excited. There's people. There's I'm people. not excited. I don't want to have people. Noisy. Yeah. Shh. Keep it down. They're noisy and they smell like trash. The rain in Spain lies mainly in the plains. In uh, response to Sean, I found your podcast by searching on Google opinions that don't matter. Attached artwork. Yes, oh. I have different colored eyes. Beautiful. And we have a quote, Charlotte Bronte from Jane Eyre. Life appears to me too short to be spent in nursing animosity or registering wrongs. It's a beautiful quote. Life appears to me too short to be spent in nursing animosity or registering wrongs. Hmm. Beautiful. I love well, it. Young Nicole, I you are a it. scholar and a wise woman, and we appreciate you sending these uh, these and, letters in. And I Good apologize stuff. to our other uh, staff writers. We have we have our coffee giver Graham in there and Sue. We have to keep the audience, you know, in wait on certain topics. We'll get around to them next week, of course. We're I'm we're already excited <laughs> to read it. I'm reading ahead. I will not, Graham. I shall wait because this he's building on. This very famous novel, you might have heard of it. Which Canadian one? Nights. <gasps> Stay tuned next 50 week. Fifty Shades of A. <laughs> we have new we have new material? Yeah. It's been submitted. I thought we were going to have to wait like a month. I'm excited. I actually don't know if it's new material, but he's talking about things and I'm excited. And I don't want to read ahead. Okay. You have to stay tuned. I don't know. Our staff writers have worked tirelessly, tirelessly. all week to send us these amazing gifts. There have been some complaints from the writing pool. And, uh, Who's complaining about what? I'm not going to say any names. Okay, because, you know, it wouldn't be fair of me to call them out in front of the other employees. You don't or, want to throw anybody under you know, the bus. That's fair. Non, or our fake employees doing fake business <laughs> on our behalf. Always uh, fake business. Yeah. That's a fav my favorite kind of business is fake business. Yeah, but it's good. We're practicing for the real world when mm -hmm. we can come out of quarantine. So, yep. you know, we, we can't. Gotta, Guys, we got to stick together. We got to have synergy. No. You know? Spearhead things. Is this a fake business talk? <laughs> you can really get things going. That's it. We, we have to make sure that we're performing so that when the quarantine is over, that we're in tip-top shape. So we're practicing now mm -hmm. so that when we go back in the real world, we don't have difficult time having conversations. Yeah. We retain our socialization skills. So you're writing to us. We're, we're talking to you. Clearly, I'm not the best speaker. I'm practicing. Can you imagine if I wasn't speaking for this past year with a lot of people, if there wasn't a lot of social interaction, and I wasn't doing the podcast. That would be an interesting study that I, I might would not lose want to my be a communication part of. skills. <laughs> you know, I just evolve into a grunting, farting. No, you talk to me. You're pretending I don't exist, and I find that offensive. Well, but it would be I would only have the How social skills to you? interact with you, mm. and therefore, perhaps. I behave, I model me, my behavior one way to be around you, but then I don't know how to behave around. Yeah. I don't also, know. we have a lot of like our own inside jokes. Do you jokes. think that's true? 
no but I, we also have a lot of our own inside jokes and so you'd speak you'd be speaking like shorthand right know? if i was just told some stranger my inside jokes they'd be like you do you know like twins how they have their own language mm -hmm. it's like that people be like there's probably that? spouse language there's probably someone who studied this i think school. there's every like there's Ooh, that's another good thing. Okay. okay, if you don't, if you, if I gave you that first idea about like, hey, send in your recipes and places you like to go and what you like to eat. If that doesn't tickle your fancy, here's another idea. Send in to otdmpod at gmail.com some of your shorthand funny language you use with your close friends or inside jokes that you find hilarious. The weirder, the better. Oh, uh, shit. What? We had a celebrity story that I was going to play audio for it's, it's pretty quick oh okay yeah uh this one comes in from peter in alberta oh peter marr yes okay so anyways we're gonna get going after this um we're this gonna is end a, with this is that we'll end with the celebrity story okay because that was the title of this mm -hmm. video we appreciate you sending in your stories this oh is this one, what you were trying to figure out how to airdrop yeah this one comes in from alberta He's having a tough time and we were going to go see the crew Motley know, crew. radio mm. a couple of days before the show that Vince was going to be doing a meet and greet at a club mm. downtown so after the show we navigated our way to the club got to the door bouncers are like no there's no room for you guys I picture an animation in. no meet and greet for you tonight no oh. dudes so I was there with a couple of my buddies and they were police officers oh oh and they got a little chummy with the uh, with the bouncers. Good so idea. A couple of minutes later, the bouncers come back and they say, "Okay, guys, yeah, follow us." Oh. So they take us through the pub, out to the back door, out to this patio, Secret and they're spot. like, "Vince will be here in a minute. Just hang tight. Do you guys want to order some shots?" We're like, "Yeah, for sure." <laughs> so we order up a big <laughs> tray of sambuca shots. Sambuca. Nowhere pulls up this tinted out limousine. Out hops Vince. I'm losing my mind because I'm one of the biggest crew heads out there. Vince comes up. We're chatting. I'm telling him all these stories about old cassette tapes I had when I was a kid. What? Hit Parader magazine articles of him and Ozzy that I had pinned up on my wall. I love it. Awesome. Losing my mind. Anyway, we do the shots. We get the uh, autographs from Vince. Chat a little bit. And he takes off into the club. And we're just left there in like total awe. Yeah, like jaw dropped. That's that's a, awesome. That's awesome. Hey, Peter, thanks for sending in, brother. Uh, <laughs> one of my buddies, great musician himself in his own right. Uh, I put a link to his stuff on YouTube because it's wonderful. But I just yeah. got to say, a, a tray of Sambuca shots? I know. <laughs> hey, Vince, over here, flaming Sambuca shots. Hey, what buddy. is Sambuca? It's um, is it like black espresso? licorice. Oh, no, uh, okay. black licorice from Greece. It's uh, a white liqueur. It's oh. sticky sweet. Packed oh. with sugar and it is deadly. It reminds I me like Jägermeister. It. Yeah, it's exactly. It's one of these uh, fortified booze, you know, that yeah. they make in Europe. It's wonderful. Oh, Flaming man. Sambuca shots. To be out and doing shot. I mean, even saying with that. With Vince like, Neal oh, yeah. from Motley Crue. But that's awesome. I can't imagine doing a shot. That's hilarious. Yeah. You know, once you reach a certain age, I think you guys, I want to hear from you too in the comments. At what age do you think is too old for someone to ask for shots? I would say like 32, 30, 32. Oh, if you're celebrating something, I think it's wonderful to have a shot. Or listen, I'm not going out for a night of drinking. No, but it would but be gonna weird. But I'm going to seal a financial deal or celebrate something to have a, a shooter of something. But if you ask yeah. for, hey, can you make a shot? 
Really? What kind of shot do you want? Uh, can you make 17 sex on the beach or slippery, purple? Slippery nipple? Yeah, exactly. You're like, come on, guys. So, you know, like a tray of, uh, what's the one that Larry always orders? The Oh, something. It's a bad word. It's like something pussy something. Yeah, pink it? pussies. You know, like a, a tray of shots. Like, okay, no, how about we have a shot of vodka or uh, uh, tequila? What, what are we, fucking Russian? I'm just saying. I don't know. I think the only, I remember my friend Kim telling me that, because she lives in Vegas, that her and her friends did this like ice something where you go like it, an ice luge no it was like you go into this crazy frigid they let you wear like these oh huge the russian jackets bar. The, yeah the vodka bar yes, in and vegas they, and they go into it wearing like these huge furs and puffer jackets and stuff yeah and then you get to drink it straight out of like an ice cold and she was like it's the only way i would ever do that because she vodka she, can be quite nice when it mm -hmm. gets cold it it changes its viscosity it's a it's little like thicker a thi mm -hmm. and it's nice like there there are certain notes in yeah. a quality vodka so anyway that's what they were like it mm -hmm. was like almost having like a sommelier for vodka i guess yeah and she said it was amazing here's the problem with that place it kind of gave me the willies i've never been there um outside of this russian bar vodka bar that they had inside the hotel i forget which one it was yeah. it was one of the newer hotels at the time in vegas um they <laughs> it, i was i was kind of taken aback because as i'm walking down the long hallway we're getting closer it was lamar and i mm -hmm. and we we're gonna go have a, a drink and check out the vodka bar we're walking down the hallway and as we get closer, there's a giant bust outside of this bar. And uh, as I'm getting closer, I'm, I'm looking at this statue, this bust, mm -hmm. and it's maybe about 12 feet tall, a giant head. It's Who not even it? like Putin. Stalin. What? Why yeah. would they do that? Well, I don't know for marketing purposes, but it gave me the heebie-jeebies. That's like having a giant Hitler outside yeah, why of your would you do restaurant. That? Also, if his mustache we is serve, terrible. We serve German food, and here's a picture, or here's a giant bust of Hitler. You know what right? I mean? Right, like, Jesus. Joseph Stalin, and I couldn't believe that they did that. I, I thought as if they needed to. Well, it was a little edgy for me. A little so. too edgy. A little too so, on edge. Oh, oh. But that reminds me of my favorite. Uh, we used to have this bar called. Nick's. Some people should not be allowed to do marketing. No, no. But Nick's Martini Bar in uh beverly hills i don't think it's there anymore maybe it is but i don't know if it would have survived this but it was one of my favorites they have this cantaloupe martini oh a cantaloupe martini kiss. sounds nice so delicious yeah um and they also had really good like paninis and cheese and meats and stuff we, we've been there before yeah i think we went with liz back in the day i don't remember i'm having a fascinating time uh following vincenzo mm -hmm. uh if you don't know vincenzo why would you? I mean, we yeah, never I met him. him. I mean, but I, I think know. we may have talked about him before. Probably. He's our favorite uh, bartender in Santa Monica. Rather than, you know, we don't go out, we don't do the nightlife. Mm -hmm. But when you find a nice bar with a mixologist or a bartender who really knows their stuff. Remember I was saying Copadoro and Linnea? He did the bar th at Copadoro. Yeah, I think he was like a partner there at one yeah. point. Yeah. And so we would chitty chat with him all the time. And he loved motorcycles. And Sean loves motorcycles. And yep. he's been touring around finding out how tequila is made and going to different so yeah he, distilleries. he's a, a big fan of tequilas right mm -hmm. uh, but he's he's on this this journey going through mexico and it's not the the crime-ridden mexico that you know well, it's countryside because it's farmers beautiful. and stuff yeah it's beautiful and they take the agave plants out of these fields and agave is you know it's a wonderful looking plant yep. itself yep. and you see this old school method of making an alcohol where they they grind it up mm -hmm. but he's been touring around doing what i wish i was doing it's really cool touring and and seeing how it's made but yeah it's been really cool to watch him and it's funny uh at last story and then we'll yeah. end is um i felt <laughs> do you ever have 
instances where you're you made to feel or look more important than you are kind of Vincenzo no. does that because I went with my friend Jennifer over to his new restaurant fig oh is it no not fig uh fia and we I didn't there were no reservations I'd called the days before and they said that a company had like rented out the whole place okay. other than the bar and so I asked like how busy would the bar be at this time or whatever and like oh you might want to get here a little early well I happened to ha get a table in the bar okay. so I felt super lucky because we were a little bit earlier you know like six o'clock not seven so I sat down and she uh, came shortly thereafter but Vincenzo worked there and he was he was like where's Sean and I was like oh I'm meeting my girlfriend and blah 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 and they don't technically do the full menu in the bar it's like a bar menu and I had asked because the last time we were there in the bar when they were still getting things going, I was like, God, you had this like truffle thing I wanted. And he was right. like, oh, we don't do it. We'll make it happen. So we got the full menu. And Jennifer was like, who do you know? This is so fancy. And they sent over dessert and free drinks. So thanks, Vincenzo. He's the best. He's a good guy. I was like, wow, I'm so, I feel so important. Vincenzo. He's so nice. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Have a wonderful week, you guys. Thank, Thank you for, for listening. Thanks for spending a year with us. Or yeah. if you just got here, uh, welcome. Welcome. Um, it's been a hell of a year. Yeah. We're going to uh, take a 15-minute pause, and then we're going to come back and answer your questions and answers. No. Um, this is not the Dark Horse podcast. We're going to go eat some food. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> thanks for being here again. Really, it meant a lot to read all your comments this year. Mm -hmm. And we're going to keep doing this podcast. Yep. We love you guys. Have a great week. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.